just because it was all echoey. Hey, there it is. Okay, so today my guest is Chris. He's an airman in the United States Air Force, which means we're just going to call him Chris in case he says anything <laughs> incriminating. What's up? Um, is it, give me a what's up again. What's up? Okay, cool. That sounds good. I was like, man, I, so I'm having audio issues as I always am. Anyway, uh, so I tattooed Chris a shitload. Um, the first tattoo I did on him was like a really confusing tribute to how many artists? All right, it's like a big piece. Uh, it's a tribute to like, I think like five different artists. Uh, it's a skull with its tongue out, singing into like an old school microphone, and it's got face tattoos of a uh, little peep, XXX Tentacion, and then the tongue is for like Gene Simmons because you know that that's his that's his shtick. Yeah. And then the old school microphone is like for Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash, and it was a good blur of my uh, music taste. I feel like it was very fun. Um, but like the description I thought was weird. And then when I met him, I was very happy. And ever since I've tattooed the shit out of him and I did a whole sleeve. Did I, was that all free? Yeah, that, it was okay. free. He said you I just did wanted a... to do random <laughs> cool shit. Yeah. He let me do whatever I want. So there's like all kinds of cool shit on him. Um, and basically he went away for, when was the last time I saw you? It's been like a year. It's, it's been about a year. Okay. I think the last time I saw him was like November, last fall for sure. And now you're, do you have a badge for your job? N- no, I okay. have a beret. A beret. I so a you beret. wear a beret. I wear a beret. Okay, so you're like a gate guard? Yeah, I'm a gate guard. I, I do the whole, boop, have a good day, boop, have a good day, and occasionally something important will come up, so I have to, like, stiff up, like, there's a stick up my ass and salute them. Uh, but other than that, it's, like, it can be pretty boring. And uh, occasionally you have to, like, yell at people if they do dumb shit. Like, yesterday uh, I we had to turn a car around. You have to fucking call them in and give all their information and shit. And uh, this lady didn't wasn't listening. She was about to just drive into some spike strips and also go into the base without an ID. So I'd had to pull out my gun and challenge her. I'm not a violent <laughs> person. I'm literally the softest fucking person Wait, in the Air Force. I feel hold like. Hold on, is that actually what you have to do? I'd have to fucking challenge her because like what she does was technically that mean? What, like challenge like. Put your hands up! <laughs> just like, can't imagine you like fucking. Is it like an M4 or what is it? Uh, is it like a. It can be an M4. I wasn't carrying that. I just had an M9. But it, it is the M9 like a pistol? M4. Yeah, it's a nine millimeter pistol. Is it? Is it very similar to a Beretta? It is an M9. It Beretta. is okay. Okay, gotcha. I was like, I feel like I know what an M9 is. Um, yeah, that's like my not favorite gun. They're heavy as fuck. Like yeah. I've only shot one once. Um, and actually I don't know if I shot it or if I just held it when I was at the range, but I just remember going like, Fuck. you're not missing out. There's like no. no excitement behind it. No, no recoil yeah. or anything. And like, Locks it's work. just so fucking heavy that the other side of my belt, whenever I have it holstered, just digs into my side and gives me a nice little bruise. And I mean, I got hip hickeys. I have a, an MMP <laughs> shield on right now and I'm just getting chubby enough that like when I drive, it's poking my gut. So <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Um, anyway, uh, d- I don't even know where to start, but what do you want to talk about today? I don't care. Or oh, we can talk about anything. Uh, I could low key kind of talk shit on the Air Force. I can give you funny ass stories. We can talk <laughs> about drugs. Okay. Uh, Wait, do you guys do drugs in the Air Force? No, but no. I used to, and I feel like that's a really good common ground we both have because we both think they're dope as fuck, and it's just awesome. Well, you say drugs like I like all drugs universally. No, you don't. I like... support other people's right to use them. That <laughs> I only <laughs> smoke weed currently. But um, uh, I mean. It's just like I'm in the I'm in the military, which is a lot of uh, there's a lot of dickheads. There's a lot of good people too, but I just have like this whole stoner persona <laughs> that I brought into these these uh, these real like stuck up people's uh, whole area, and it's just really really funny seeing those personalities collide because I'm just like I'm, I'm practically a fucking stoner, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like a half ass uh, sober stoner in the military, which the Air Force is like 
probably the most uptight of the branches, right? No, like, they're no? super progressive. Like we get briefed on like how to like, hey, don't be shitty to people. Uh, don't deny people's like genders and shit like that. Be open to like people's uh, sexuality. Actually, like listen to them and like they have a zero tolerance policy for like all that shit, which is really needed considering, yeah. uh, did you hear about the thing about Vanessa Hudgens that happened not too long ago? Is she the one they found in concrete? She was in, yeah, yeah. she was in the so army and was getting raped. One of my clients told me a very short version of that. He just said, so, you know, it was at Fort Hood, right? Mm-hmm. Basically he said, so at Fort Hood, there was just a lady that went missing that's not making the news where everything, all this other stuff is. And like, I think it should make the news. Um, and I don't really watch like, conventional news so i wouldn't know anyway i mean but he basically just was like telling me the story as he knew it and then like a week later they found her body and then apparently they found other bodies too right yeah they found another dude but uh uh, practically i guess he didn't really explain what was going on behind it was that her leadership was really taking advantage of her just shitting on her giving her like uh, I, I don't know the specifics because it's been a while since I've read the article, but just she was getting the shit end of the stick, and also yeah. she was being sexually abused by her leadership, so people above her, lieutenants, colonels, like right. officers. And how are you gonna? And who do you go to with that? Like I would. You're assume... supposed to go to them, right? Uh, and I, I know the other branches are a lot more like leaned back on shit like that because they still like kind of have that whole uh, 1960s person. Uh, yeah. Personality. Well, and that's why. I, like I, so I thought when I said uptight, I meant more like. Um, sticklers for rules and you have mm-hmm. to like the dress code's very serious and like uh you know there's all this different protocol to follow and i just it seemed like they're like the air force seems more structured which could be a good thing in this instance like they're telling you you know don't, don't fucking don't rape people fucking yeah i think don't rape people should go without saying but just in case we can say it like just don't don't rape people i think it's that's a good piece of advice for everybody um but in the just in the military in general, like, I don't know enough about it, but it seems like whoever is above you um, has what feels like ultimate power. But technically, there's always somebody above them. Yeah, there's so, always bigger fish. Yeah, it's like, so you got, I don't know the ranking system, but I, I watch Black Sheep Squadron. So let's say it's like a U- lieutenant colonel. You can't do shit, I think would be the issue. But in that was Army, though, right? Fort Hood was, that's Army? Yeah, it's okay. Army base. So if that lady was in the Army... And she's being sexually assaulted by people that are, like, her superiors that are, she's supposed to go to. They still have something, right? Like, CID, she could go to, like, the military police yes, CID they have, or something uh, like, like that. Health and family services, a bunch of places like that where she, at least for the Air Force does. Right. The Air Force, like, you can go to those. But I'm sure they're on Army bases, too, because a lot of these rules get established DOD-wide. Right. So that's why I kind of don't see that big of a separation between the branches, but, like, yeah. Well, like I mean, all the the main things are like when I have Marines and Army guys in the same shop at the same time, we just like they're just fucking with each mm-hmm. other. And then at the end of the day, it looks like they all kind of have each other's back and they're just playing. And yeah. it's like just a bunch of, you know, 20 year old boys being boys type shit. But exactly with the with the structure, like I'm just trying to figure out, OK, let's say I worked at a company that's not the military. I work at a company. And the assistant manager is sexually harassing me or sexually assaulting me or fucking whatever is happening. And, like, you need that job, Yeah, I need the job. And also, if I get dishonorably, like, if you get fired from that job, it's really bad with that. It's not a regular job. But let's say I just want to keep my job and I'm trying to figure out who to go to. And they do have HR and all that. But I'm talking assistant manager somehow is above HR and controls all this shit. And then... They have five or six people of the same rank that are going to say I'm full of shit and I don't have any proof. I feel like that's probably the issue in most cases like that, but I don't know. I mean, I've never 
been in that, but it just sounds fucked up. Like, like I feel like that lady should have had somewhere to go. But if there was another body there, clearly there's a really big problem with that particular unit or base or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe someone's like getting paid off. Maybe someone's too afraid to speak up and knows what's going on. Yeah, or I would like, be terrified to speak up though. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, of... you. If I saw someone like end up dead, I don't know. I'd probably like make up some shit and try to get kicked out because I I wouldn't want to get caught and all that. I'm right. not even playing. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, what? Like, okay, let's hypothetically let's say you know that your commanding officer fucking murdered somebody and put them under concrete like uh, yeah try to get kicked out and then report it i guess uh well would i'd try like try to get evidence i'd probably go in my own fucking sherlock holmes mode <laughs> right murdered. i'd be hiding in bushes and shit probably end up getting shot but <laughs> sure. i would i would at least like try to get some sort of evidence even if it's just like a screenshot or some shit or right. maybe an image of those two people together like outside of normal like duty hours uh and I, I would go like try to talk like maybe the fucking like installation commander or some shit get my ass chewed out for it but whatever right. and i'd tell them what's up and if that doesn't go anywhere, then I would, I'd get kicked yeah. out. Well, I mean, I, I, I sure. can't speak to the military, but I know anytime you put large groups of people where they kind of have to have each other's backs, sometimes they form a little bit too tight of a bond. Like, I think that happens with police a lot. I think that's yes. part of the problem we're having right now with police is like... Most definitely. Like, I tattooed a cop the other day, and he's actually, like, a legitimate cop. Like, he's like, not... Wants to do good. Yeah, he's not servant. a sketchy guy at all. He's very nice. He... Actually, I would say, like, I've known him for a little while, but... um. I tattooed him before he was a cop, and I'm still tattooing him as a cop. And we were talking about some of the things he's seen, tried to keep it light, but at the end of the day, like, you could tell he's changed for the better, and he sees, like, the importance of certain, like, he was talking about with his daughters, like, you know, different things to, he he didn't, I don't, I'm not saying before he didn't take bullying seriously, but he said he's had multiple calls to, like, go answer to a, a suicide attempt or a suicide from a, a teenager, and he was like, you know, that... That makes me think about how I'm doing everything and, like, what do you do with your kids to make sure that's not going to happen and how do you make sure they know they can talk to you and, and how do you keep people from picking on them but also know somebody's going to pick on them. So how do you find the balance of, like, how do you make them tough enough to get picked on and try to prevent some of it and, like, all that shit. For him, it's been, like, a big transformation. Him becoming a cop has highlighted bad stuff, but it's made him a better person, which is – I wish was all fucking cops. Yeah, uh, so do I. I mean, like, I've seen plenty of shitty cops. I, I, I still throw around the fucking term ACAB, as, like, hypocritical as it can be yeah. since I'm technically a cop. Because <laughs> uh, I see a big separation between military cops and civilian cops, but at the end of the day, I work alongside them. Right. And I know each one's, like, not shitty. I know there's a lot of people out there who just want to do good and want to be a community servant. But right now, we can't blame the people for being angry at them. No, not at all. Yeah, that's like I'm trying to have a cop on probably next week. Um, female police officer in Lawton that <clears throat> that I've tattooed. Um, she's really cool, and I, like I'm talking to another guy that's a cop in Weatherford, and basically I just want to talk to some regular humans that happen to be cops and kind of point out that they're fucking people, while at the same time like get their voice as I don't know it's not like I have a million fucking listeners but I just think it's cool to hear them say you know like no I agree like Black Lives Matter is fine like I'm with the movement I'm not anti-cop though like obviously I can't because like if they're a cop they can't be anti-cop and and they can they can talk about it the way they feel about it and they feel the same way you and I feel about it and they feel maybe not the same way everybody feels because there's obviously extremes yeah but like we need fucking police but we need maybe less of them and more training for them. I think but, maybe everything should just operate differently. Maybe our police don't need to have weapons unless they're responding to something where they think, like, 
They well, might like, have to uh, use their weapon. Yeah, in a lot of countries, and I don't know if this would be a decent – I doubt this is a good idea uh, for our country at least. But in a lot of countries, the regular patrolmen don't have weapons. Um, they might have like a baton or some shit. But the um, – like – they're equivalent to like SWAT, Gang Task Force Unit, um, mm-hmm. OSBI, FBI, CIA, those types of dudes that have like alphabet guys. Those guys, yeah, they would have guns. Anybody with an acronym. Yeah, like they're bigger stuff and the guys that are doing like, okay, like the Gang Task Force Unit. Like if you're going to kick in somebody's door, clearly you need guns. But usually you don't need to kick in anybody's door. Really usually don't. there's a way to get them out of the house, make sure the house is totally empty. And then have somebody go in. That's pretty – it's possible. I understand like they're worried about – I don't know if you know how they do like no-knock warrants. They go at like 5 in the morning. Um, they go as early as they can to ensure that the people are asleep and not prepared so they can't destroy evidence. That's kind of the strategy. So the idea is like we're going to get in there as fast as we can and arrest everybody. But in reality, like there's a drug dealer down the road from me. He leaves the house like every three days. Like he'll be gone for an hour. If you just had somebody stake out his house and you go, okay, so there's only been one person to enter the last four days. We saw the other person. There's nobody fucking in there. And then you still cover the house. You still go in with guns. You still pretend there's people in just in case. You would lower the odds of you having to shoot somebody by like one million percent. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people who are like super for like, I guess, police uh, continuing to be placed in situations where they might have to be violent and shoot people or just kind of like forget that there's a human life on the other end of that barrel and there's a human (laughs) life behind the fucking gun like who doesn't want to take another human life it's easy to say like that we should throw our cops in these situations like this but that's why i feel like a lot of us are really disgruntled but uh as i was like kind of saying about how i wish things would operate differently was that like if you hear like someone who's mentally disabled like the operator gets a call saying that someone who's mentally disabled or, uh, is like having like some sort of episode or I'm uh, sorry, mental illness, not mentally disabled. I think it's nobody's going to get bad at you. It's fine. Or like you're getting uh, any sorts of call, like not related, just like, hey, this guy's a bad guy. Well, you might need like need to go do something. Yeah. Maybe we should get someone who's experienced with mental health or educated right. on that to go in there and deal with that. And maybe we should have uh, like a whole task force just for like traffic stops who like can enforce that law and isn't necessarily responding to a, a traffic stop at one moment and then the next moment they're responding to a domestic abuse and seeing like someone get their fucking face beaten by someone they love yeah. like well if you wanted to actually cut down on speeding you want to know a really efficient thing that happens in every country but here cones no cameras oh they just have a camera takes a picture of your car mails you a ticket you have to pay it so people just don't speed because there's cameras fucking everywhere they just go it's just and i know people don't like cameras because they're like mass surveillance dog you got a fucking camera on your phone that looks at you the whole time you're on there and it makes sure it's you and I actually like created an app while I was way too high. I didn't create the app. I, de- I designed it in my head. <laughs> but with technology that all exists, I was like piecing it together like a fucking Rain Man situation. <laughs> but um, there is a security thing in your phone that allows it to know if it's you or not. So not only was it unlocked with Face ID, but it needs to make sure it's you. So the idea I had was basically so you could like sex chat with a robot. It sounds gross, but my wife thought it would be a hit and I shouldn't do it because we'd be billionaires. Elon Musk but, is fucking taking notes. Oh, right that's now. fine. Yeah. What <laughs> up, Elon? I'm going to name weed after you too. Um, so I shouldn't say that yet. Oh man. I just outed myself. Either way. It's people, people all think I have like way more side hustles than I do anyway. But um, anyway, the idea was like an app kind of like how Snapchat originally was like, okay, it's going to disappear, but you can, you know, those customer service bots when you go to like, I don't know, let's say I'm, I go to tattoo supply place and it pops up in the corner. Hey, is there anything I can help you with? Or like real estate agent, same thing. Mm-hmm. Any, so those bots, they basically just are trained 
however you communicate with them to, to do sex with you? they can be they they they're self-learning they don't really need to be programmed you program with a few minor things like hey how are you today and then it figures it out so the point is if you have the right bot you make it where it sex chats with people and then I was even thinking like a database of robot buttholes and all kinds. Of, I had a, I was really high, man. <laughs> but the point is, one of the features I came up with for the app was when you're on the phone, it disguises it. If you have my phone, anybody but me has my phone, it makes it look like Snapchat or Facebook or whatever. And then whenever you click it, it glitches for a second and opens the app that it's pretending to be. This is some this fucking is, black mirror shit. Yeah, but it's all no, it's all technically possible right now with technology that mm -hmm. exists. It's not like I didn't invent shit. Somebody in Silicon Valley right now has probably already made this and just trying to figure out how to market it. Um, so it's like it's, it would be silly for me to actually try to act on it. I was high. I was joking around. But I do think it's a great idea. But what started this is this fucking bot thing on Face or uh, Instagram messaged me and said, hi, I would like a tattoo. And I was like, huh, that might be a person. I'll check it out just in case. So I said, okay, what, what would you like tattoo? And they're like, well, first I need to see what you look like. And I was like, no, that has nothing to do with my career, but I'll show you some pictures of tattoos I've done. I had just done that portrait of Ice Cube. So I sent a portrait of Ice Cube. And they're like, no, I want to see your real face. So I sent a portrait of Ice Cube. The, I've seen the reference picture, a picture of Ice Cube, not a tattoo. And they were like, are you sure that's you? I'm like, this is definitely a fucking bot. So I fucked with it for like 15 minutes. I was like, dude, this feels like I'm talking to a person. If I was like an incel, I could just sext with it. I mean, I didn't, but I could have. I could have been like, hey, girl, how you doing? You know, but it, it, she wasn't pretty. But also she was, uh, they stole pictures from a model. Can't remember the name, but I can show you later. Um, they stole pictures from a model and had like 10 accounts doing this. And I don't know what they need my face for, but all I can assume is like, if they can get my face at the right angle, maybe they can hack something with my face ID. If I had like, like log into like mirror or something weird on my phone and log into my bank account with face ID is the only reason I could think they would want a picture of my face. I oh, see. So the only thing I can think of is, uh, have you like ever done like some IT before where people are like controlling your computer from mm -hmm. another computer? That's yeah. the wildest shit. Like seeing their cursor move and like, you're not shit. touching your mouse. So I'm thinking like maybe they could use your face ID to like <laughs> control your phone, like unlock and control your phone while you're not on it. But then they, my face is already, oh, while I'm not, like while I'm asleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. That'd be so And then they could download shit. my passwords. So I'm just guessing. I don't know what the fuck it was for. But the point is I had had some edibles. I had smoked some of that good weed that I grew. <laughs> I think I smoked some of the weed that Alex gave me because his brother grows weed. And uh, I think I had too much weed that day. So I invented like 60 fucking things, but that was my favorite. You write these down, by the way. I do. I actually, hold up. I got one for you. <laughs> I got one for you. This isn't an invention. This is the type of shit I, can you remind me to text Egypt when we're done? Because I accidentally opened a text. Text Egypt when we're done? I Yeah. Uh, where is it? Notes? This is a good one. This is a good one. Movie. <laughs> I was really fucking high last night. Movie idea. Uh, so I get convicted of a crime or I'm sorry. I don't get convicted. I get charged with a crime, arrested and released on bail. Um, I'm in ghetto crime mode when that happens. I, my brother-in-law doesn't look like me, but we look enough alike that if they thought I gained 20 pounds and he shaved and he did his hair nice, they'd be like, Oh, he just gained a little weight, stress eating and he shaved and whatever. And people, judges see so many people a day, you could get away with it. Mm -hmm. So send Cameron, my brother-in-law, to court for me so that when he gets convicted by eyewitness testimony, I get off on a mistrial because I was never even there. Then I'm charged with a different fucking crime. 
But the point is, I was watching some lawyer show, and I was, like, painting a picture in my head of, like, how we could um, create, like, the ultimate accidental – we brain. both we both got off of the crimes that we committed, but we also got charged with different crimes in the process. Um, and I just kind of, like – I wrote way more down than that, but I just kind of went down a rabbit hole of whatever I did. That's and, fucking big brain. Like, how do you, like, think of shit like that when you're high? When I was high, or back when I used to smoke, I would just sit there and, like, if I thought it was something funny, I'd have to fucking write it down right. on my phone. Like, I remember one time I wrote, pop that pussy like an Uncrustable. Because, like, you know when you get yeah. Uncrustables, you have to fucking pop the bag? Yeah. And I just thought it was the, the funniest shit in the world. I was fucking dying that on my That was, like, the couch. next Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the new version of that. Pop that pussy like an Uncrustable. So, pop like, that pussy like Uncrustable. Exactly. Don't fucking be over that. Any rapper listening, fucking take that shit. Go. I'm just like, um, okay, so <clears throat> long story short, what I've learned about my brain is it's more – so weed calms me down. Mm-hmm. Weed levels me out, and I have constant shit going on in my head all the time, like to a level that's scary. I didn't know this was different until I heard – so my cousin and I talked about this the other day. I was talking about somebody talking about how their brain – oh, Elon Musk. There's a book on Elon Musk. And apparently normal people can't visualize a problem and solve it like a puzzle. They can't look at pieces and put them together to see if they fit in their head. And I can. My cousin can. A lot of people can. I thought everybody could. I also, until like a year ago, thought everybody had an internal – is it called a monologue? Like a talkie guy? Like Yeah, everyone has a, a conscience. Like right, No, some people it doesn't – it's not audible though. They just, what the fuck? Yeah, they just have a different way of processing thought. We don't know what it is, but it does, it's not a person talking in their head. They're fucking with someone. That's what I thought, but it's like if you take a survey, it's like 50-50, dude. A lot of people shit. don't. So the point is a lot of weird shit happens in my head. Weed slows me down. So like let's say there's – if I had to take a real guess, I would say like 2,000 thoughts a minute, maybe probably 20. No, probably 20 or 30,000 <laughs> thoughts a minute. So what weed does is it allows one or two to get through while the others just fucking go elsewhere. Like it slows down to where I'm having processable like things I can capture. Um, so I have less ideas when I'm high, but I'm able to actually go through them without distractions. Um, so like my buddy, uh, Ashley, the other day I was tattooing him. He's like, how do you come up with all this shit while you're smoking so much fucking weed? And I was like, all right, first off, I don't smoke near as much weed as I wish. Second, (laughs) I'm busy, dude. Second, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I'm better. And then that made me think about it. And I realized that's what it is. It's like, so imagine if you had, um, like I always try to describe my thoughts as Frisbee's. So imagine if you had like uh, a million people throwing Frisbees and you're trying to fucking keep track of like what one looks like. Or you had like 500 or you had one. I was thinking like you're standing on the side of the highway. There's all these fucking cars going by like 200 miles per hour. But you smoke weed and they all slow down to like 80. You can't like write down a description of all the cars. They all slow down to 80 and they move apart a little bit. They Mm -hmm. kind of like they space. Yeah, that would be a great description. So – Essentially what happens is I have the, all these people spaced out to where I can describe the cars now. I can go, oh, that's a Tesla Model 3. That's a EKG machine on your heart. I don't know. I can't think of any car <laughs> models. An Accord, a fucking Civic, whatever. Uh, that's a Mercedes. That's a BMW. Like otherwise it would be like fucking silver, black, gold, green, like just as fast as you can. So it's really – my brain's fucking weird. But I didn't realize how weird until recently. I also didn't realize that most people don't think about death that much until like the last couple of years. Like there's just a lot of shit. Like working with Jason's fun. Um, he's like, I just think about death all the time, man. I was like, me too. And he's like, but I think about like when I die and shit. I was like, mm, no, I just think I'm going to die. I don't – like. I, I do the same <laughs> shit. Get him in here because <laughs> I do that shit all the time. Like I'll just fucking sit there and like – 
damn, like I'm really going to stop existing at some point. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to fade away into. Like my eyes will just get all big. And I was like, locally, like low key start having like an anxiety attack. And then like my phone will go off or something. Or maybe I'll hear my dog bark and like it'll snap me back to reality. I'm like, okay, we're pushing that fear like way <laughs> to the back. I'll deal with that when I'm like 60 on my deathbed. Yeah. See, that's my thing is not a fear. His is more of like an unhealthy Dexter like obsession. Mine is more like a just I thought people I have a thing I relearn every day things people don't do things people don't know things people don't think things people don't see whatever like if you go to um, let's say you take one of your friends to five stores Mm -hmm. they can't describe the ceiling or five ceilings they don't know what the ceiling looks like nobody knows what the ceiling looks like I know what every ceiling looks like everywhere I've ever been I can't not look at the ceiling. It freaks me out to not know what the ceiling looked like. Now, if it's been three or four days, like I don't know what the ceiling at Ross. Well, I actually do. It's a white drop ceiling like this. But I don't know for sure. Like I can't tell you details how their lights were laid out or whatever. But when I walk out, I know. Because if I didn't, I couldn't have gone in there. That's how my brain works. Like I couldn't, I can't go in there, come out, not know what the ceiling looks like. But if you ask 100 people, most of them don't. They, I mean, they're they're like, uh, it's probably white. I don't know. It's probably white. <laughs> but yeah, they don't. It just it doesn't matter to them. And I have to like, I have to put all these things in my head and compartmentalize them for no reason. And like, I don't like it doesn't do me any good to know what the ceiling looked like. I mean, it keeps your brain like actively engaged. So, like, if something were to, like to happen that you need to remember, or maybe like <laughs> it's it's to avoid like disassociating, then that that's good that you're like there actively like thinking about what was going on around you, even if it includes the ceiling. <laughs> it's it's strictly like ceilings and floors and walls and trim and electricity. I, I like to know how their electrical was laid out, how their plumbing was laid out, how their fire sprinkler, like the fire suppression systems are, why they are at the angles they are, where their faults are. And like, I'll just point shit out to my kids and they're like, okay. Like they don't care at all. <laughs> my dad used to do that <laughs> shit when I was a kid all the fucking time. Like we'd walk by a tree and be like, do you know what kind of fucking tree that is? That's a eucalyptus oak type fucking three right there. <laughs> it's right? A type three. You it's can see Tesla it's slanted 65 degrees to the right. So, you know, that's a one out of 1000 variety, like version of that. Like I would just be like, dad, I like fucking Legos, like chill. <laughs> but hey, at least you like Legos. Uh, my son and I made a Lego robot that, okay. So there was a guy that teaches robotics at a school and he's like oh i just teach robotics with like uh, a lego kit now there's a really elaborate one that he uses he was like you can get a basic one that's like pretty cool and it kind of shows the basics of robotics it was way too fucking basic first off it was the hardest lego project ever but all it was was like a drive that comes in it it's like a it's like a remote and a little motor and a gear and you hook the fucking wheel into the gear and like my son already knew all that shit he's six and he was like yeah i get it like, I, I was wanting to teach him some shit, and I couldn't teach him anything because he was like, can we just put it together and play with it? I was like, yeah, let's put it together. But he already understood gears and, like, like why – he doesn't understand, like, why a bigger – I can't explain to him why, like, a bigger gear does a different thing than the smaller gear. It's, like, hard to explain torque to a fucking kid, but he gets, like, oh, the gears hook together just like in your watch, and they go like this. and And he knows that because we've taken shit apart. But I was like, I didn't realize like how advanced my kid was on certain shit versus like he still pretends he can't read like I was telling you earlier. <laughs> like I was like, dude, you're doing real good on that. And you're definitely still a little kid on this and this. Like he's definitely still six. Like he's just got little areas. But he knows how shit works without it. Like I haven't explained to him like this is what the gear does. He just knows when we take shit apart, the gears are like that. So in that way, he thinks like me and he's like weirdly observant. But he also cares way more about Pokemon and Smash and shit that he doesn't give a fuck about robotics or or uh, coding 
or like build it. He likes to build shit, but he only likes to build shit if it's his idea and it's like <laughs> built out of duct tape. He'll like make shit out of duct tape. Be like, look, I made a holster. And I'm like, sweet. I used to do that too. Um, <laughs> it's fun to watch him do it, but it's just like the shit he gets into cracks me up because it's like the shit I would get into and I see little bits of me, but he's like a way better fucking version of me because he's not schizo. Like he's not all over the fucking place, like losing his mind all the time. Which is good. I feel like uh, kids like really pick and choose the type of shit they can like almost be prodigies at. It's it's fucking crazy. Like if you see like some kids on like like uh, what, what's something like like Minecraft or some shit, you know? Yeah. Like they'll make like fully functioning pianos or like clocks or some shit, and like do these big elaborate schemes, and they're they're putting all of their fucking brain power into this, and it's actually mm-hmm. impressive that someone that small and underdeveloped did that. But yeah. then, like, if you could find a way to translate that, if, if there's even a way to do that there is. into, like, something else, then, the, I mean, I'm not saying that you can't be successful doing shit like that. I'm sure that yeah. can totally translate into other <laughs> There's probably, like, fields. 12 million professional Minecrafters out there. I mean, <laughs> it's a really good way, like, uh, with some, how some of the mechanics in the game work, it's a really good way to almost, like, introduce them to, like, maybe not coding, but, it, it, like... It's almost like a, if this is on, this is off. Yeah. How can I relay this signal to like all the way over here? It's fucking crazy. I like how the electricity or they call it redstone yeah. in that game works. It's but I mean, wild. it sounds kind of like circuitry. Like it's like you're hooking. Exactly. Maybe like a really cool version of a breaker box. Yeah. Like a breaker box is a really good way to explain to anybody how it like if you like I'm not an electrician at all. But like if you have uh, let's say you're dealing with a. 10 year old kid like a little bit more advanced like i think my six-year-old would be like so it's a switch cool like they understand how switches work my wife didn't understand how switches work until i explained it to my kids and she was like really and I, like again i thought everybody just knew shit <laughs> okay so all the switches literally all it is, is like little fucking uh pieces of metal inside a box and they're doing this and when you flip it they break apart they're just not touching touching not touching touch that's all it is it's the most basic that you're literally disconnecting a wire with a little flat panel so it's like when you hotwire a car and the wires yeah. aren't touching and then and you touch, touch them, them. Yeah, so like there's exactly. a switch is just a little contraption touching right those wires. and like i have a thing where i think i have to know that or the whole world is over and my kids don't have that luckily at um, least you won't have to like spend money on like a fucking what are they called the like, candy men because they come no, through and fix your shit so electrician I, there you go <laughs> i do i do need to hire an electrician for a lot of shit uh i did the wiring at the other shop and i fixed some wiring here my father-in-law put in a lot of outlets here um but those smart switches, the like uh, you have like Echo, like Alexa will turn mm-hmm. on your light and all that. Those are fucking horrible, dude. I don't understand them. So this place is wired how a building this old should be wired with fucking no real ground. There's like a ground wire to like trick the fucking people into thinking there is one or whatever. But it's not correct. And there's something missing and it's not wired like a new house and it's fucking weird. So when you buy an old ass switch and you try to wire it in here, it's hard. There's a simple override that I can't wrap my silly brain around that electricians can. So I've, I hired a electrician to put that switch in one time, which I felt really dumb. I was like, hey, while you're put, well, okay, he was already doing work here. It's not like I called him like, hey, can you come out and do a five hundred dollar rugged service call? But he was already doing work here, and I was like, hey, uh, I'll give you an extra fifty bucks if you just put that switch in. He was like, fifty bucks for a switch? I was like, well, it's a smart switch. He was like, do I have to do the phone part? I was like, no, I just need you to get it in to where it works, turns the light on and off. I'll do the rest. And he was like, okay, five minutes later it was in. And I was like, all right, so what do you do? And he goes, you connect this to this. And there's like fucking six wires. And I was like, I'll call you again next time. It's cool. <laughs> and then with that switch went out like a year later and I just put a regular switch in it, dude. I fucking hate those things. I, I haven't gotten one. So that's just like fucking beyond me. I mean, 
Yeah, that's just well, beyond me. The bulbs are cool because you can just have like a lamp <laughs> or like the outlets colors. are cool. Like I have a lot of lamps at my house that are plugged in the outlets. So we'll just use the smart outlets because mm-hmm. you don't have to. It's like a it's kind of like a power strip. You plug that's it right. in. I have one of those. Yeah, that's easy. Like that makes more sense than fucking with your actual wiring. I don't like it. I don't mind rewiring like shit in the ceiling, but anything where you're adding new technology with an old shitty building, not great. I mean, have you found that like doing, I don't want to call it manual labor, but work like that where you're fucking doing circuitry and getting up mm-hmm. in the ceiling and connecting lights and shit like that. Did you not enjoy it when you were younger, but started to enjoy it as you were older? No, I loved it when I was young because I was learning. And now I think I know what the fuck I'm doing. And that makes it not fun because then I'm just focused on sweating. So if I could like, because it's hot up there. <laughs> so if I could focus on the fact that I'm learning something, it's fun. But once I've learned it, I don't find it exciting anymore at all. Like, I get that. Yeah, at all. Like the only things that, that's why I like tattooing because you're never not learning. Like, like I'm not saying I could wire up the whole fucking building easily, but I'm saying I know how to put a fucking LED light panel in. It's really easy. It's like three fucking wires. There's wire nuts. You put it, it's, there's nothing to it. So once you've done it four times in the same day and you did it two years ago and you did it two years before that, and you basically just have a two-year biannual schedule. You just fucking for some reason get covered in fiberglass and put lights in places and it's always in the summer. I don't know why the fuck I do it. And uh, have you ever had anything that you were like super ambitious to learn about or get into and dive into? But like, <laughs> then turn like what what <laughs> what kills uh, a, a new hobby or ambition for you? Uh, if it's gonna cut into sleep, tattooing, or kid time, because I already have a balance issue. So just time. Like, let's say I get into something. Like, name a thing you think I might like or be interested in, and I'll give you an example of how I might end up disliking it. Uh, designing clothes. Okay, so I would look at it from, like, an art place. Like, okay, I really like the idea of being able to make something that fits really well and, like, all this shit. And then about day three, I'd probably go, oh, I'm just designing shit I would wear. Nobody wants to wear shit I would wear. So just, like, lack of appeal, lack of reason to do it. I need, like, a legit – like it needs so to gro- be productive. Yeah, growing weed. I like weed. I I can't say technically what all I do with weed on here, but long story short – it's I, ha- I have an employee. No, no, no. No, so I can't like I can't legally sell it, but I can gift it. Um so I gift it to a lot of people. You have to have a card for me to legally gift it to you. And technically I I don't know if it would be considered illegal to gift it to a person that does a lot of favors for me, but it's kinda like paying a person, but they would prefer weed. As long as it's not like a legal transaction. Yeah, no, it's not out. like it's not like, hey, I'll give you a pound of weed to do this. It's more like, hey, thank you, jar. So um, I like that part about it. And it, it basically, in that way, it kind of saves me time or money because I'd either have to do that work myself or I'd have to pay that person to do it. And they prefer this. And they offer to do the work for free in the first place. So it's kind of just like a nice thing. Um, and then also it saves me a substantial amount of money because I'm going to smoke weed. So if I'm, I would smoke less and spend a lot more money if I wasn't growing it. So like those are valid reasons. And then that's just enough of an excuse for me to do something I enjoy because I fucking love growing weed. It's so fun. Like I have two bonsai trees at my house right now that are like little weed plants that I just bent one today. Do you have like yeah. little scissors and you're yeah. all leaned over like perfecting the leaves? Yeah, and so I'll show, you, I'll show you what the start of it looks like. It's fucking hilarious. Like uh, I tattooed somebody the other day that she's grown weed before, but she didn't know that that was real. She thought it was like Photoshop when people do that. But you can't tell that they're bonsai right now, but this is day one that's like five minutes into it. But uh-huh. by the time I get home, this was like, um, I left the shop, came home, did this, and then I came here. Uh, by the time I get home, that bitch will be upright like that one. Like they'll move. So they'll move like five to six inches, even though the whole plant's like seven inches. 
they'll move five to six inches in an hour and a half. Like I'll have it all bent over and crazy, put a light right over it. As long as you put the light somewhere it can chase, uh, it'll just like chase the light and bend and you can manipulate the plant however you want. And like to me, that's really cool. So that's not productive and that's my, you know, three minutes a day. Usually I spend about two to three minutes a day on it. And it's just a cool art project. I feel and there's, like there's like some deep philosophical or like spiritual like <laughs> learning you're doing there. Like, I mean, oh like, no, it's good. It's good. It's like that's my intentional like break. Like I'm learning something, I'm doing something, but it's not really for anything. So that's an example of the opposite of me normally getting out of a hobby. But like if that cut into my time with my kids or cut into my time here or whatever, then that's one I would just be like, ah, we'll bonsai later. I get that. I get that. I mean, like. Uh, I, I always feel like anything I'm ambitious about and like if it gets like cut off from me I just like stop having interest for it it's like whenever uh, whenever like I guess people who are like higher above me like start stepping in and like guiding me I like to be yeah. just like my own like little like fucking retarded bonsai tree I mean, I'm sorry disabled bonsai tree <laughs> don't, don't, fucking spreading in every disabled angle. bonsai tree is worse than saying retarded <laughs> bonsai tree no I need I need to stop saying shit like that yeah uh, no, that's especially like with recently how everyone, uh, how the world, the state of it's been. Uh, I feel like it's a lot better if we start treating each other yeah. a lot better and, and stop saying yeah. horrible terms. There, like that. Yeah, there is. There's a there's a place where it's like, okay, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so I've also cut some words out of my vocabulary, or at least tried or reduced them or whatever. Um, because I've been told they're offensive to certain groups of people, very small groups, like not like stuff like that. Um, when I was a kid. I would say the F word for homosexual person and mm-hmm. like I'd never really thought about it as call, like something I would call a gay yeah, person. Yeah, it's always been someone who's like this yeah, lame. And you yeah. hear uh, people within the LGBTQ plus community like say fat gay all the time. Is it right. okay if yeah. I say that word? Yeah, it's I don't in a productive sense here. So right. I'm, not, I'm not being derogatory. So. Right. Well, the thing about that is, yeah, I would agree with that. But what – what really clicked for me is I was watching uh, I was watching Joe Rogan do a show in Dallas and he mentioned the N-word. There's apparently a 15-minute YouTube video. I can't find it. I'm guessing he paid him like a million dollars to take that bitch down. <laughs> but it's a it's apparently a 15-minute video of him just saying the N-word hard R over and over and over. And it's like showing clips so you see him like – you know, you know it's a different one. It's not them just like speeding up, slowing it down. And he said it that many times. It's like a bloopers reel. Yes. But 15 minutes for a word that takes, I mean, if I said trigger, how long did that take? A half a second? Mm-hmm. So how many times? You know what I mean? Like that's a lot. That's a lot and then people – like he wasn't saying, you know, that he was mad people were using it against him. He was like, dude, after about fucking five minutes, I was like, shut the fuck up. Why are you doing this? Stop saying that word. And then I was like, okay, yeah, there's – the more shit gets recorded and documented, the more it's going to feel like I was a dickhead. So there's that. And then I don't mind if people try to skew my words and use them against me and say I'm a terrible person or whatever because everybody that knows me, they already have an opinion. You're not going to change it by telling them, you know, like if somebody hates me, you're not going to be like, oh, no, Andrew's a great guy. They don't give a fuck. And if somebody loves me, you can tell them a piece of shit and they'll be like, actually, he fucking bought me ice cream yesterday. (laughs) Like, I mean, I don't know what it is that's special to them, but the point is like those words won't matter because I'm living on a very small scale with just a few people that matter. Like I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not doing a big thing. And if I was doing something that big, it wouldn't fucking matter either because I wouldn't be paying attention to what people I don't know are saying. I would say for sure. Like context always matters. Yeah. But like that being said, it's still better to just not have that huge fucking database of things you said that you don't want to say anymore. And like, again, it's, I don't know. Somebody was like, well, what's it hurting to not say it about? I think that was, I can't remember what word it was, but it was one I was like, is that really offensive? It might've been tranny. Like I, I try to say trans now. Uh-huh. Um, 
and I didn't really get that until another comedian. And this is why comedy is really fucking important. Um, people like me, shit gets through to me if it makes me laugh. And I still, if I disagree with it first, then you make me agree with it while I'm laughing. It will be in my head forever. But he was like, he used the example, um, he was saying he knew some trans people and, and somebody told him, don't say tranny, it's offensive. And he was like, why is it offensive? It's like a nickname. It's cute. It's like tranny, teddy bear, teddy, you know. Um, and he threw out some examples and they were like, okay, Blackie. <laughs> and he was like, oh, <laughs> shit. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? That's a very valid point. That's not a nice thing to say. Um, so I tried to stop saying that, but there's only one way to find it on the internet. No, I'm just playing. There's probably 30. I don't know. I know that is a category, though. And I talk about it a lot because people, like, I I made a joke about it one time and I realized it got a laugh and I'm like a big seven-year-old. So now I just talk about it, like, at least once a week just to get that. <laughs> you, have, you have, like, a little notebook in your pocket and you, like, scratch up tranny talk. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, tell them about the time you accidentally found tranny porn. Um, so I've told that story to too many people. Like... And then I'm also trying to not become the guy that tells the same story. Like, do you know anybody that has a story they just got to yes, tell you? And you're like, so many fucking people like that. Bro, <laughs> we've heard it. But yeah, I do have a tranny story for you. No, I'm just fine. Um, anyway, that got way off. I don't know where we were, but that uh, also shout out to Pot County uh, Concentrates, I believe. I got that at, so I got a weed pin. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if you noticed me hitting it like three or four times. That shit will fuck you up after like a couple hits. Like I'm uber high at the moment, sir. <laughs> uh, and I was high. uber high. Not lift high. Like good quality ride share. Not lift. But you don't know about Lyft and Uber, do you? I mean, I've never used it. Okay, so Uber is a ride share company. It's an application on your cell. cell like you have an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no. No? Oh, shit. What is that? So it's on your cellular phone. You have the application and then if you request a ride, an individual will bring, like, they'll pull up in their car and give you a little ride. And then Lyft try to do the same shit, but they're fucking ghetto. Same people drive for both. I still, I don't like Lyft. And then I recently took a survey via email because I was high about Lyft versus Uber and their advertising shit. And they're like, how do you think that they're handling the COVID-19 situation? I was like, fucking excellent, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know. I haven't taken a, I live in Lawton. Why the fuck would I take an Uber? Um, I take an Uber when I travel. I can't travel. Well, I say I can't travel. I'm supposed to go to North Carolina in a couple weeks. I think I'm going to bring the mics with me because I think I might get shut in. You need to like scoop up a fucking homeless person up the side of the road on the way That's up That's what there. I was thinking. No, and- like dead serious. I wanted to do that forever. Uh, uh, I had a name for it. I wanted to do it in California, not as a podcast, just like a, I can't do it in Oklahoma. Like, they need a card. But I could do it in a place where if I get in trouble, I don't live there. <laughs> like North Carolina, I think it's decriminalized. So let's say I could get my hands on some weed, which would be illegal, and I should never do that. I don't condone people doing that, but definitely do that. Anyway, let's <laughs> say I got my hands on some weed and I was in North Carolina, hypothetically. Um, or South Carolina, because I'll have to go through it. And I met a homeless dude. I want to smoke a joint with a homeless dude. Like give him a joint, I get a joint, and just talk to him for however long I can get them to talk. And mostly just listen, because I fucking love homeless people. My, like, top five favorite people I ever met, probably because he said the word shag a lot, but uh, Kevin, the homeless dude I met in San Francisco, dope as fuck. I walked away from a three-hour conversation. I was like, I'm sorry that took so long. Um, where were we going? And my wife was like, well, we can go back to the hotel now, because that was like three hours. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was like 10 minutes. She was like, look at the receipt, because we had just eaten. And it was three fucking hours. You're fucking playing. That's crazy. <laughs> I was just talking to a homeless dude. Like, he just, I bought some paintings off of him. I lost the paintings flying home. I don't know where the fucking paintings are. And that was like, I was really excited to buy these paintings. 
Um, and I slightly overpaid. Like he told me how much the paintings cost. He, he was like, these are, I think it was like 35 a piece or something. And I just like rounded up. Like it, it's not like I gave him like a thousand dollars. I like rounded up. Like, let's say my total was like 75 and I gave him 80 and I said, keep it. No big deal. Whatever. And just that little gesture alone, he was like, let me teach you something, man. I, I got to You, you did something for me. I'm going to do something for you. Places I was like, his palm wow. on your forehead and just moves all his knowledge from his soul into your brain. Like, it he, wasn't his palm. You're yes. a new, <laughs> you're a new being. There was, uh, so you see this little mushroom shape right here on my forehead? Uh, no, he was, he was real cool. Um, he just told me a bunch of shit about like his whole life history and how he became homeless and why he doesn't mind it and, and his photography career. And like, he was a published photographer a long time ago. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's true because I never caught a last name, but, uh, he had an obsession with classical music and he told me how homeless people fuck. You want to know? I, I uh, the, the, guess I do know. Another, okay, so there's clearly like the dirty way. Like they're fucking where they just live. Fucking shagging on the right, street, right? They're just shagging on the street. That is a thing. But the thing that he told me was like they rent like a cheap motel mm-hmm. and they'll have one guy rent it. And it's like, this is that guy's job. Like, let's say you're homeless and I'm homeless. I'll go rent this motherfucker with uh, like a green dot card or a cash app card or whatever and get my hands on with like 80 bucks. I'm going to, whatever it takes to get the hotel room for the day, I'm going to do that. And then I'll charge you $10 for an hour or $10 for a 30-minute slot, but there's slots. You and your oh. girl go in and shower. You shower and then you fuck. You would think you would fuck and then you shower, but you want the room to smell decent. So you shower. Like I would think you'd want to f- wash the fuckery off you. The but fucker. I would want to shower twice, especially if I was homeless. This is why I can't be homeless. Um, but they would go in and take turns like – so let's say you have it. You have it for fucking damn near 24 hours. So you can check in as early as three most places. You have to check in about 11. So what's that, uh, 20 hours? You have it for 20 hours. Mm-hmm. You charge $10 an hour. You let all these homeless motherfuckers run a train on this fucking motel. <laughs> and they, they all go shower. The the soap and shit, we didn't get to that. i never in a fucking motel again. <laughs> we didn't get to the details about how they, like, what if they have their own soap. Because I was like, the hotel's going to run out of soap in, like, three people. But, yeah, they, they – uh, like you would pay me ten bucks, bring your gal in there, go get all cleaned up, fuck, wipe it off. There's probably the next guy's probably gonna use the same towel, but it's a way cleaner way than I thought they were fucking. Like how I thought they were fucking. I got two things to say <laughs> about that. First okay. of all, imagine being the fucking maid at the end of the night after, let's say, a good thirty homeless people have ran through and, and you just know they're fucking. Not tipping. They're not leaving twenty bucks for the maid. Plowed but. through. There's imprints of all these different shaped bodies all across. Like, for some, there's fucking <laughs> footprints on the ceiling, <laughs> dirty ass footprints on the ceilings. You know they didn't fucking wash like well. brown stains on the carpet. Exactly. In like second, dogs just partied. The the dude who rented out the room, you know, that, that's his fucking, that's his grind, that's his hustle to, <laughs> to just fucking practically well, also, uh, Airbnb homeless people in a motel to fuck. <laughs> He could probably throw a camera up in there and fucking make so much more money off of it. And if he could, like, edit all of it or, like, let's say there's uh, one pair of homeless people in this corner and one <laughs> pair of homeless people on this bed, one pair of homeless people on the sink, he could oh. chop the video up or the v- separate videos up and put them together where it looks like there's just a big fucking homeless orgy going on. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some creepy-ass billionaire out there who'd pay top dollar for that <laughs> raunchy homeless orgy porn. So, yes, that is a great idea. Um, do you, th- this is my question. Do you think any of those people would mind or worry about the legalities? Like you could get them all to sign shit. You it's could... America. They can't mind. <laughs> all right. So here's what we do. <laughs> I got a business plan for you. Hear me out. 
Okay, they have to have IDs. I asked one of my clients that's apparently published videos on the internet. Oh my god. I was like, so how did they prove you're 18? Because like, I want to know that everything on there is 18 and up. And she was like, uh, you get the ID of you and whoever you're doing the video with. And they, they have a person confirm before it's uploaded. And I was like, so I'm, I don't think they can do that with AI yet. Like a face recognition to match an ID. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a thing yet. Yeah, that totally is. You know, whenever you go through the fucking the pipe pass and uh-huh. they, the camera flashes and yeah. takes a picture of you and it fucking makes sure that that's you who's driving. I don't think it does that. It doesn't do that. People borrow my car all the time. They've never sent me a thing saying somebody had your car. I mean, because they, they never did anything wrong inside your car. It's not illegal oh, to borrow your car. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Maybe then. But the point is, like, I think that would still be checked by a human. To go like driver's license versus this. The point is, she said you have to have an ID. It has to look like whoever's in the thing and like be like they're pretty serious. And she said some kickback because they weren't positive it was her. I was like, okay, that's good to hear. So here's what we got to do. We ran out of place right down the road, Cash Road, Lawton, Oklahoma. That's the spot. We get like 15 homeless people and we tell them all you got to do to have this place for an hour, couples only, is you both sign this and let us copy your ID and upload the video to Pornhub. And then you tell them what you're doing with the video all in the thing and then you get for a hundred dollars after taxes maximum to get two rooms like they're like 30 bucks a night so we're gonna get two and you just fucking just cameras everywhere then you just split the money with somebody that's good at photo editing and like we can do this once a week or once a month how how many days off you got good like two but we can't be using the hub though because like have you not heard that uh people have had videos of them getting uh, raped or like child porn on Pornhub, and they have like all this evidence saying like, "Hey, like, hey, this is me in one of my worst states, whether or not I'm getting raped, or this is uh, right, whatever I was a, a minor." And they're giving it to Pornhub, and Pornhub was sending them cease and desist, saying, "Hey, stop sending me that," and they're not taking down the videos because they're like they're getting so much uh, traffic. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of like I did not know that. I thought Pornhub was probably like I'm not like a porn expert, but I assume they were like. I mean, I'm not some tier. fucking porn fiend. I just see it on Twitter <laughs> no, sometimes, like no, trending. Yeah, and I, I went through and like I, I read everything. It seems legit. Well, that might not have been the website she was referring to, but she said that no, there's a Pornhub. No, I'm, that's what the, that's what mm-hmm. I said earlier. Okay, I'm saying I might have misquoted her. <laughs> I don't know if that was, but I thought she said Pornhub. But the point is like. She said whoever it was she uploads everything to, they have to check for both IDs. So if that's the case, and, like, I just realized you can technically just take somebody's ID. Like, they're not – they're, like, you're just signing a thing. It's over the internet. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's not a foolproof thing going on there. Maybe I should stay away from – I'm sure there's a lot where, of where should I Where should I find my porn at? Reddit. Reddit is pretty dope. I was joking. I don't know. <laughs> Reddit has porn? I yeah. Reddit there's was there's like, a subreddit for fucking everything. Okay, I tried. This is me trying to promote a podcast. I was like, I tried to learn how to use Reddit just so I could find a subreddit for podcast, like mm-hmm. people that listen, like podcast suggestions, and suggested my own. I couldn't figure it out though. I don't I mean, know if I. I can guarantee you, there's probably one out there of like someone just looking for some random ass fucking podcast. And yeah. if not, uh, you'll, if there's you'll like, make it. <laughs> no, <laughs> if there's a common theme behind your uh, your podcast, you can go ahead and just upload like one episode of your podcast yeah. onto that subreddit that follows that common theme. Gotcha. But the problem with that is there's not a common theme. The the common theme is people. Like, I've had so many fucking people ask me, like, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, I'm talking to humans. And they're like, okay, what kind like what do they do for work? Uh they're all kinds of different people. Well, what what do they have in common? It's humanality. 
Like, I don't understand the question. Like, everybody thinks everything has to be super structured, and I would strongly disagree with that. I'll say, on one hand, that's so, like, kind of annoying to hear because podcasts are just primarily about human engagement, like right. you practically yeah. just said. Uh, but on the other hand, like, I don't understand how do podcasts with people who didn't have previous, like, creator experience or YouTube or Twitch or whatever, mm-hmm. how do podcasts gain traction? How do you, like, convince people, like, hey, you've never heard of me before. You don't right. know what I do or what kind of person I am. Take an hour of your time to listen to me. <laughs> I think what happens is, and this is one problem with my, I don't have a catchy intro. I don't have anything to like suck you in. I really legitimately just want to find, like, I just want to put it out there and hope people that just are clicking through find it mm-hmm. um, and hope it's engaging enough that they listen to a second episode. And like the analytics on Anchor, the app I use, is really cool. It shows you like where your listeners are at geographically, like what countries. Uh-huh. I have listeners, not many, less than 1% in a shitload of countries. But once one person from that country listens, it pops up as like that country. It's like probably 10 countries. Um, I was surprised about that. I thought it'd be two. I thought it'd be Canada and U.S. just because I had a Canadian dude. We did like a Skype call type thing. But um, that's really it, dope yeah, it shows you that and then it shows you how many people repeatedly listen. Like it's like like it'd be like a follower versus a like, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like somebody listens to it, it's kind of like a like on Instagram. And if somebody listens to multiple, even if they're not subscribed, they count in this like follower category, I think. I'm not sure if that's how it works. It might be they have to subscribe. But the point is this number of subscribers and and repeat people goes down when I publish a new episode until that episode gets like 10 views. So I think that is based on how many like have listened to every episode or multiple episodes, like serial listeners basically. But I, if I had to guess, I would say people just browse. They just go on whatever and click comedy and go, uh, I like that cover art. Or the description of this one says weed. I like weed or whatever. I really like the little notepad you have in your mm. uh, cover art. It's like <laughs> things to do. And, uh, <laughs> I'm glad somebody read it. <laughs> I, I, I just thought that shit was so funny. If you're listening right now, I'm going to need you to pause it and quickly look at that fucking cover <laughs> art. Have, probably, have a nice little giggle and then press play. You're probably the only person that's looked at it. So what it was is I had the weed one and I realized when I was supposed to do one with that attorney, mm-hmm. I think it was a combination of the weed cover art oh. and like watching a lot of shit. He was like, mm, I like it, but I don't. Pussy. Um, yeah. It was like, <laughs> well, the thing is like, okay, I don't know. He's he's a an attorney that owns a weed company. So uh, – he just like responded to an email that I blasted out to everybody in the state of Oklahoma that has a weed company, <laughs> um, which I thought was really cool. And I like I just I feel like the it's reason worth a shot for sure. What I say it's like totally worth like doing. For yeah, sure. yeah. And it was my buddy Ashley designed a thing to like put it all into. So I have a really thing smart. I already use for advertising mm-hmm. um, called Constant Contact. You'd like upload all your contacts into it, like from my clients, mm-hmm. and then I very rarely use it. But like if I have. Uh, you know, uh, let's say I want to do portraits next month and I just go, I'm just going to do all portraits, 400 bucks, just because I want to bang them out. Then I'll email everybody on that list. A lot of people don't see it. It shows you how many opens and all that. But I was like, hey, how the fuck do I get all these off this website on this without, because you, if you copy and paste, it copies all this other shit. And I sent it to my tech nerd buddy and he was like, boom, 15 minutes. Here's 8,000 email addresses. And then I have a, a client that owns a, a weed-based business that markets to weed companies mm-hmm. and i was like free list here you go so eight thousand on one list and that was just like gross and then we have like a list of dispensaries and all this shit and i was gonna try to not mention it 
because I didn't want people to be like, oh, that's fucking annoying. And then I was like, well, if I'm doing it, I should probably just tell the truth that I'm annoying. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of good responses. I just didn't. It was like trying to get people to listen. I think I got some new listeners off of it. And then I also had like a little thing at the bottom. If you want to be a guest, click here. And I had two people. One wanted to be a guest because she was selling her weed business. And I thought that would be really fun to talk about, but also really sad. <laughs> and then the other one, he has a grow and he was an attorney. And it, I think he talked to me for just long enough to be like, mm, I have some mild concerns about this guy being this guy, which I think is great. Well, either way, Mr. Attorney, I hope you're listening and hope you fucking regret your choice. <laughs> no, I mean, he can still like, it's like, basically, we, no, we were going back and forth and he just never responded. I was like, would you prefer for me to come to you? Because it's only like an hour and a half. I'll drive to you, set up in your office. That's the last email I sent. Like that's, and if I focused on just that <laughs> in anything I've ever done, like one person not reply, he might just have fucking forgot. He might be stoned. Um... If I focused on that, I would not get anything done because, dude, there's – in podcasting, like, I haven't even tried that much to, like, get guests that I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how to podcast for now. But I definitely get rejected for everything, like, tattoo and business and especially, like – have I ever told you about how hard it is to fucking find a location for a business in Lawton when you – it's an adult business? No. It has to be – there's two zoning options, industrial and C5. You can have something rezoned. I know it's boring, but – Having stuff rezoned is a giant pain in the ass. You know what is almost always C5? Shitty old buildings with houses right behind them. For some reason, that's how they zone it. I don't know. The older and ghettoer the houses are, the more likely you are to be C5. And then industrial, you can imagine, is also not prime real estate on the corner of – I mean, actually, my other one is. Uh, it's pretty good spot, and it's – Are you not able to run this out of a, 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 like, out of a house technically? No. Wow. It has to be zoned like the loosest, most like, okay, it's easier to open a dispensary, bar, liquor store, strip club, uh, massage place that is not regulated and does not just give regular massages. All that's easier to do. Obviously, one's easier because you're doing it illegally. But um, barbershop, like there's almost no restrictions on those things. And then tattoo shop, it's like giant pain in the ass, roadblock, 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 Every like every location you look at. So if you talk to a good realtor and you go, hey, it needs to be C5 or industrial, they'll just show you those. And then when you get to about property number 20, you go, why are all these fucking ghetto? And then you see ones you want and they go, ah, oh, that one's on C3. And you're like, okay. Damn. Yeah. There, I mean, there's uh, there's one shop down the road that they – it's a nice place. I mean, and they, they, they like, got it rezoned. That kind of ties into like the, the whole uh, general stigma around tattooing and <laughs> – tattoos in general and like how do you think that's changed since you were younger uh it's changed a ton mostly people die that's a huge reason that it's changed i know that sounds Hell fucked up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's really it, it's most like the older people usually are very anti-tattoo um so it's died off because of that it's died off by force we've um it's changed a lot i don't you said how but i'm also telling you why i guess but um just people having tattoos and just not fucking hiding them and going to work when they have a tattoo policy. That's how tattoo policies get dropped. They go, shit, fucking, she's our best server. Fuck it. <laughs> After like six or seven times of sending them home, they're like, dude, that's a productive person that wanted the day off, showed their tattoos, got sent home. That didn't help us at all. And then eventually they just let people show their tattoos. But uh, it's changed. Like tattoos used to mean that you were poor. Now good tattoos mean you're rich. Like good tattoos are like a, like a 
branded piece of clothing or like a, a handbag or a car that people go, oh, they got it like that. Now that's <laughs> how people see tattoos in my world. I know my world's a different world than the world. Um, so that's one thing. And then also like old people that fucking hate them, they've just kind of given up. Like the old people that are alive that still hate tattoos, they just gave up. It, we just oversaturated everything and said, fuck it. We're here. We're queer. And we got cool tattoos. <laughs> um, Put that on a shirt. Yeah, we're here. We're queer. And we got ink. Got ink. That's what the old people like. To, they, I hate it when people say ink. Um, like I don't – like we use ink. I'm not saying – but well, actually it's not ink. Um, but I just – I hate it when people are like, I like your ink. Or like not, like it just sounds fucking weird. That, it it like, sounds like a dirty old biker. Me. It, it always sounds like super awkward to or me tats. as well. I, yeah, I don't like that one either. Uh, I feel like although the, the the stigma around tattoos is changing, I feel like the proper, don't want to call it courtesies around uh, tattooed people could, has, it has some room for improvement. Like I don't like whenever I'm out in public and a stranger fucking grabs me or grabs my arm yeah. without even saying anything to me. It's like, wow, that's so fucking sick. I'm like, I don't know you. Can I tell you how to fix that? How? Get a dick sleeve and walk around with your dick out. Then you'll like it. A rapper it, I follow just got a big fucking dick tattooed on his. No, I mean get a tattoo on your dick. A uh, whole sleeve on your dick. Take two Viagras every hour. Keep that shit around. Have you like sticking Get you right some of those glasses that. with the screen on the inside where you can watch porn while you're doing shit. Oh you my have, God. So you get those. You keep that hard. You know, keep it going. <laughs> And then, and then keep wear long sleeve shirts and tuck your like put your hands in your pockets and, like mm-hmm. make it really hard to see any tattoos but your dick tattoo, and then people won't stop grabbing your tattoos but you will prefer that over your arm. It feels better. Like how often do people grab your dick? Do I do I fall into that that category? No, no we don't need to talk about that. Not that's, often. Enough. That's inappropriate. That is not good. But uh, seven times a day is too much, sir. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, no, no. I have a problem. Um, no, so I, yeah, I hate that too. Um, I, I don't like it when people touch me in general. And uh, there are negatives to having tattoos. Like people, do. Have you ever had somebody like sniff you? Yeah. What the fuck? So this is a thing. I only get two reactions. People either say what the fuck or like no, what, no, or they're like every time I'm at Walmart. So it's, I thought it might be wearing cologne. So I stopped wearing cologne, thought it might be my deodorant. So I changed deodorants, thought it might be that I smelled bad. So I checked. I smell good most of the time, (laughs) by the way. But like people will get at a line, they'll get right like up by my ear and just take a breath. They're not like, it's not like, they just kind of like lean in and they're like, Maybe they smell like marijuana, and there's no, like, no, no. This is pre weed. This is it actually hasn't happened. Shit. Since, it hasn't <laughs> happened since I started smoking weed, which I think is great. I think maybe that was the trick. But I've talked to probably fifty people that have the same problem as me, and all I've noticed that we have in common is a lot of tattoos, like noticeable where it's like almost impossible to hide them. And I don't think that the two should be correlated, but they seem to be. Maybe they're trying to smell the like. The tattoos? Yeah. Like uh, scratch and sniff? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> scratch and sniff tattoos would be Megan, the new most invention. dope fucking Scra- shit. Scratch and sniff tattoos. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Get that going. <laughs> We're currently doing a podcast while Megan's still here tattooing because she's a hard worker. She's here two hours late. Get I that. love it. Changing Getting it, world. girl. Getting it. 
Um, yeah, that's how I used to work every fucking day. My wife would be like, what time do you think you're going to be home tonight? I'm like, uh, somewhere between nine and three and be like three thirty. uh, <laughs> should be home by four tonight, four fifteen. <laughs> like, didn't matter what time I said, I was just like, fucking like, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. Here's a thousand dollars bend over. And then she was, she was usually <laughs> cool with that. Like, so maybe not bend over, maybe like lay on your back, depending on how late it is. Like, or like, how are you? Like put your semicolon. No, <laughs> no. Put your legs on my shoulders. That's a good one. There you go. The Do you need a seat? Tip your hat beforehand. Little, you need a seat, m'lady? <laughs> m'lady. Uh, m'lady. Dude, so I was trying to explain to my mother-in-law why I'm hilarious, and she doesn't think it's funny either. But I have this thing where, like, Brandy gets my jokes now. But, I like, one time somebody did this. I thought it was funny, and I copied them. I was, like, wiping my face off until somebody asked me. Like, I had a napkin, and I was like... She's like, what are you doing? I was like, getting your seat clean. Um, so I <laughs> thought like it was, leaned over just like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that that I thought was funny. And then like I've tried to morph that joke into better things. And recently I was very high and and I was uh, I was doing like this, like poking. So I'm poking my face and making weird sounds on my face. And she's like, I'm not going to ask you. And I'm like please? <laughs> She's like, no, you're going to say getting your chair ready or something. And I was like, no, I was actually going to say fluff in the beanbag for you. <laughs> like I'm trying. So it's, it's stupid because I said beanbag, but we have beanbags and I'm obsessed with these things. Corduroy. Be- Megan, have you sat on my beanbag at the house? The big ones? Dude, next time you come to the house for whatever reason, have a seat on these fucking beanbags. And then tell Corduroy to sponsor my podcast, okay? Okay. Thank you. She's so supportive. <laughs> anyway, so it, it, the point is uh, dad jokes are funny. Grown-up dad jokes are funnier. Like once the kids go to bed but you're still being a dad and making dumb jokes about like cleaning off the seat, it's funny to me. Get that? Get the end. <laughs> Have you ever smoked too much weed before you performed uh, – that act on somebody and then you could smell your weed breath and then because that's not good don't do that i mean i guess i haven't, I haven't your mouth gets dry point. and then you got to rely on them i, I don't know not be. what it is but i feel like weed almost would like increase the sex drive like it, it would just make things like way better and crank it all 11 it i'd just be like caveman mode mm-hmm. just i'm, I'm considering writing detail, a book on that but... yeah no it does it you you make really bad decisions when you're high and by bad, I mean so, pleasurable. There you go. Um, you're more likely to do things that you would probably not do otherwise that people like. Is that the ATM? So the ATM is the first sound I could hear through the bike. Like of all the shit that's going on, tattoo machine, like it's been, it's working out good. ATM you can hear. That's weird. Because <laughs> I could never hear the ATM. Noted. <laughs> no, ATM makes slight sound, but I like it. It's ambiance, ambiance. As, you, as they say. The little accent mark. Anyway, this has taken too many turns, as usual. Um, how was training in the Air Force? Basic training. It was a uh, it was a fucking ride. I was miserable, but also sleep deprived. So I kind of like <laughs> you don't remember how miserable you. No, are. I, I I've been there, not there, but I get it. Um, some highlights of it. Kid shit his bed on the first night. It wasn't in my flight, but it was another. It was another flight. So practically how it works is whenever you come in, they bring you in real late at night. 
and uh, they you get through the whole thing of setting up, getting your shit set up in the bays. The bays are just like 50 beds all lined up next to each other. If you're in your shitty dorms, there are 50 bunk beds lined up next to each other, so you're just getting pulled with fucking ass sweat if you're on the bunk be- uh, below them, but luckily I didn't get that. Anyways, uh, some kid on the first night, he was getting real fucking stressed out after like he got yelled at and told you know everything he was doing wrong. He was breathing fucking incorrectly. <laughs> Uh, he couldn't fucking sleep at all that night, I guess. He was just fucking laying there. And the the military training instructor, instructor MTI, comes through at, like, 5 in the morning, 4 in the morning, and starts waking up. Like, wake up! Wake up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Get your shit on! Like, sometimes they'll bring all of them in. And anyways, uh, the one MTI comes in, and he's walking up and down the bays uh, doing that. And he's like, hurry up! Get, get your shit on! Get your clothes on! Blah, blah, blah. And he turns. There's a, he, he's going through all the beds. There's one bed. Where not only is the mattress missing, but the trainee is missing. <laughs> That's not fucking good. Because, like, kids will, like, try to escape. Kids will fucking, like, try to kill themselves and shit. It's fucking crazy. Like, one of them would, uh, there's a McDonald's in the distance. It's the only sign of, like, humanity you can see <laughs> is the McDonald's sign. So, he literally, he fucking broke out of military training. Cut through one of the fences using, like, a pair of safety scissors. I'm not, I'm not playing at all. This is a real fucking thing that happened. And he followed the golden arc. All the way to San Antonio, and he was missing for like three or four days, and they found him in a random fucking restaurant because he didn't want to go back. Holy shit! Yeah. So what do they? How do they handle that when they get it back? Uh, he'll just get kicked out of the Air Force. But okay. as I was saying, the MTI was walking down the bay. One mattress was missing. One trainee was missing. They fucking start going batshit. They start looking for this kid everywhere. They go up and down the squadron and all that. Uh, they call security forces and they kind of shut down the squadron. And they finally fucking think to look in the in the latrine, the bathroom. They go in there. The shower's running. No one, you're not supposed to be showering right now because everyone's looking for this fucking kid. Anyways, he looks in the shower. There's the fucking kid, fully clothed, <laughs> underneath one of the shower heads, soaking wet. And then the mattress is like laid up against his his knees, mm-hmm. and he's using his hand to scrub shit off of the <laughs> mattress because he shit himself the night before because he was so fucking scared. He did not want to tell anyone that he shit himself. So I guess he just fucking hid in a latrine or some shit. And he was scrubbing shit with his fucking bare hand. I He must have had a fucking horrible time for the rest of the time he was there. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be fun. I, I've never... Where's some wood? Uh, I'm gonna, I don't shit myself much. That's... <laughs> I mean, like, last time I shit myself, it was a hot day. I had, like, dairy for breakfast. How old were you? This is, like, a year or two ago. Okay. That's always better. Um, cool, I, was, I was older, uh, about was, adult age. I was less than 12 last time I shit myself. And then, oh, thanks for shooting me down. Anyways. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, it was a really hot day. I had dairy for breakfast, and I was helping my neighbor move all fucking day. <laughs> I was so tired, but I'm a nice guy, so I kept helping him. And as soon as I got done, uh, I went home, and I was just exhausted, and I took a shower, and my stomach started feeling weird, but I was like, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll deal with I'll deal with that problem later. I, maybe I need to go, like, shit, whatever. I go into my room. I'm excited to just get on my phone and chill out for a bit. I fucking, like, dolphin dive onto my bed. <laughs> and from the pressure of my stomach hitting the bed, I just projectile shit. <laughs> projectile shit right out into the towel I was wearing. I was so fucking upset. I had to shower again. Like, <laughs> Well, of course, if you didn't shower again, that's a problem. Like, no, just, you know, anytime you shit yourself, step one is shower, even if you just had a shower. It's okay to shower again when you shit yourself. Mm-hmm. This is something I feel like I would have to tell my five-year-old, but I don't have a five-year-old. I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. The six-year-old's outgrown shitting himself, <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> so I'll wait till Mila's five, and I'll be like, all right, so 
You're getting adventurous in the world. You're going to shit yourself sometimes. It's going to happen. And when you do, take a fucking shower as soon as you get done shitting yourself. Throw away the underwear. I'll fucking crumple it up. Do what you yeah, got to do. Uh, I have a brother that I think might have shit himself when we were kids because he would flush underwear. And I mean, like when I say kids, I was mean like 16, 15. Flush so underwear? He would flush underwear. And then we'd call the plumber. The plumber would come pull out a fuckload of underwear. And then I would get the blame because I was the youngest. And I was like, I did not fucking flush underwear. And then one time we pulled him. We were like looking at the size. And it was one of my brothers. It wasn't me. And they were like, so why were you flushing Deuce's underwear? I was like, I don't fucking – I don't think I was – uh, but I guess I know how this game goes. So at my house as a kid, and this is the part where we go into my therapy session, uh, <laughs> long story short, if you can't prove you didn't do it, you did it. <laughs> it was fucked up. So apparently I was just shitting and flushing underwear that didn't belong to me. I was like, is it not proof enough that they're not my underwear? Like that seems like, why would I flush my own fucking or somebody else's not like if I shit myself, I would flush my underwear. Maybe if I'm a fucking idiot, I wasn't an idiot, but I'm, I could see that possibility. Are they not lining up the, the kid with the underwear shortage or is he just fucking wearing the same pa- like drawers every day to like make up for this? Well, he's not a kid. He had a driver's license. He buys his own shit. No, that's fucking what I'm saying. Way. But we don't know if it, like, I don't know if it was like, I don't, I mean, I know him pretty well. I don't think he would flush his fucking underwear. So I'm thinking maybe my other brother was shitting in my oldest brother. Maybe Billy shat in Deuce's underwear and then flushed. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we had a fucking underwear bandit. Because I, I can't like. The poop I'm, bandit. I don't think Deuce doesn't strike me as the type to flush his underwear. And this is a mystery that will go down to all of our deathbeds. We don't know what happened. But what I do know for a fact is I wasn't the one flushing fucking underwear. Also, we had a guy that worked here one time try to flush razor blades. There was. Okay, we've pulled the plumbing up multiple like pulled shit out of the fucking uh pipes a lot like had them come snake it they go through the fucking vent pipe it's a whole ordeal and so we found a toy i can't remember what kind of like a mcdonald's kids toy mm-hmm. i don't know who that was multiple rubber gloves and a a razor blade the whole fucking handle and all was stuck down in there i'm like how the Crazy. fuck did you get it to flush that's what i want to know how did you get the razor blade to fucking go down the thing. Like, that's a problem in itself. So we put, you know how we have that, like, code lock on mm-hmm. our door and we don't use it anymore? It was literally just to prove it was him. The thing stopped when he didn't have access to the bathroom and started again when he did. I was like, okay, so it was you. And he's like, no. I was like, do you think somebody's setting you up? <laughs> <laughs> like, does he have just, like, some sort of fucking rush out doing this? Like, he's, like, looking both ways. Like, he's about to break into a fucking bank holding, like, a handful of razor blades. Just like, yeah, get down there, bitch. <laughs> So what I thought initially was I thought maybe he was just stupid and did that. And then after thinking about it, I was like, nah, this motherfucker, like, if I say something that pisses him off, instead of being like, nah, fuck you. he's That's like, one razor blade, Andrew. <laughs> I'm going to go flush that fucking razor blade. So fast forward like three years later, Sal from the Frozen Monkey down the way, he called me and he was like, hey, not saying it was any of your guys, but... We've been pulling up sani cloth, like the medical wipes, mm-hmm. a lot of them. And it could be Lysol wipes. I don't know. I can't tell, but I know it's not toilet paper. But we pulled up tons of them. And I was just checking. You guys don't use like flushable wipes or any of that over there, right? And I was like, no, we got a bidet. Uh, and we actually don't have any plumbing problems at my shop now. So I have the pressure toilet, the pressure assist that's really loud, and uh-huh. then the bidet. Uh, the bidet nobody's actually using. I use it, but I don't think bidets, most people do. Bidets They're great, dude. But if you change the angle up, you will be attacked by Poseidon's little weenie. Yeah, it's it can not hurt fun, sometimes. dude. Yeah, no, I've got like it went in me and I had to shit again. So like, 
<laughs> Let's get personal here. Do you like hit it from the back or do you like the side or front? I'm already or, no, like, so you're talking about with a handle. This is a mounted bidet. It's like a little Whoa. So this is like basically it's like okay, let me explain it like this. Imagine there's a cool little fucking alien, right? And mm-hmm. he's got like guns shooting out his UFO. And he folds he's parked out. under there and he aims right at your asshole and he goes right at the stink wrinkle. Nails it right at the fucking brown donut. He fucking gets you since, in the little chocolate starfish. Straight up the creases. Since we're at the topic between of your poop, poop. your spokes. <laughs> he gets between your spokes. Uh, can I tell the story of the fucking poop bandit? Please. There's this uh, website. Let me try to pull it up really quick while I introduce you to it. Okay. Uh, called 4chan. <laughs> I'm sure you already oh, know. I've heard of it's 4chan. a fucking rancid ass place. Horrible. All like all the videos of like shootings and shit like that happen okay so i've heard of 4chan but let me tell you what i thought 4chan was i thought 4chan was just where people posted shit that they couldn't post on facebook like because of what it said i didn't think there was like shootings and shit on there so that's not good anyways there's a uh, a good four page story <laughs> about this dude who was like going to his school and like mm-hmm. he shit in this one kid's locker i think it was <laughs> that he didn't like and nobody could fucking figure out how it was. And he started getting, like, this 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 rush off of uh, shitting in this kid's, like, locker. So he started, like, cranking up to the next level. He'd start fucking, like, shitting on the principal's office. He would shit on, like, the door handles and stuff. Like, he... And uh, they ended up gathering everyone in a conference, or not a conference, in the auditorium to, like, bring the whole school together and be like, hey, <laughs> whoever's shitting, cool. stop. stop. We will shitting. find you, and we are going to expel you. And he started fucking labeling himself as the poop bandit. Or maybe other kids started labeling right. him as the poop bandit. And like, the poop bandit strikes again. And someone else started taking credit for his work. And he, like, got real upset about that because he's the poop bandit. <laughs> you know, so, so someone else started shitting. He's like, no, that's my thing. And I think, like, he went on this whole thing to, like, to, to seek him out. And then he, he struck one more time as the poop bandit. I think the last hit was, like, shitting on the principal's desk or, like, on his yeah, car or some shit like gnarly. that. And, like, the way he tells this story, it, it's beautiful. They should make a movie out of it. Like, I'm not even playing. It's so fucking good. So, if you have time, okay. look up 4chan poop bandit. We'll make a movie about it. And then when he gets when he goes to trial, he switches with his friend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's coming full circle. It's all connected. Okay, Poop Bandit so, has a twin brother. So no, no, no. He doesn't need a twin. He just needs a guy that looks kind of like him. Uh, and that way they can prove how shitty eyewitness testimony is. They'll be like, no, that's the Poop Bandit. I, I arrested him myself three months ago. And that's the other problem with a quick and speedy trial not being so quick and speedy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what were you saying about uh, before you got 4chan, Poop Bandit? Um, we were talking about military training. Kid yeah. shit himself. Yeah, why do people shit themselves? I don't get it. Uh, you're really scared. Uh, I didn't shit for a good like four or five days when I got there. Dude, some people didn't shit for weeks. Today I tattooed a lady that works in the medical field, and I just said like something about, you know, like it was probably my seventh or eighth poop of the day, uh, talking about one of my afternoon poops, because <laughs> that's normal for me. Two o'clock. And- <laughs> And she, she was like, how many times do you shit per day? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, one, two, three. I'm on like, it you was like, help. it was like two or three o'clock. And I was like, I shat through four, four times before you got here. She got there at noon. And I was like, and then when, when you leave, I'll probably take a shit. And, and then, and then I'll clean up here and then I'll go home. Probably and, take another and shit. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll have to shit. <laughs> and she was like, there's something wrong with you. So then 
this is how romantic I am. I was like talking to my wife about it. I was like, do I really like, do you think I need to get checked out? Like, do I shit too much? And she was like, I mean, most people probably don't realize how much coffee you drink and then how much food that's actual food you don't eat. Like, I basically just eat shit that runs through like vegetables. I eat a lot of vegetables. Uh, I eat French fries. I eat a lot of eggs, a little bit of bread and tons of cheese. But the cheese doesn't slow anything down. And the point is, like, it just happened. I, I didn't think it was a big deal, and she thought it was. And she was like, nah, you should get that checked out. Also, she was telling me about her Tinder situation. She said, I was on my third date with a guy I met on Tinder. And I was like, bitch, you don't know how to use Tinder. She's like, I'm tired of people saying it's just for sex. I actually use it to date. And she was dead fucking serious. She gets on Tinder. I'd use it to date. What the fuck? Yeah. I, I, I'd, I had gotten a girlfriend off it. I mean, it didn't go too well. Like, she'd used to do meth. Uh, used to. It's kind of crazy, but... Overall positive experience. Also, she stole my fucking longboard from me. I was really upset about that. Did she sell it for math, you think? Uh, I, no, she she was clean. Never had, like She she wasn't a frequent user. She'd just done it once before. Oh, that's... Dude, I, you can't judge people by doing math once. Here's... Yes, you can. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest problem with math is I always wonder, like, what got people to try it? Because, like, okay, name any other drug. I'll tell you why I would be willing to try it. Which oh, no, I would totally fucking, like, okay. I if, I was, if I had cancer, I would totally do meth. Like, if I knew no. I was going to die. No. That's the highest high you can get. Like, the highest dopamine kick. Like, no. if I just knew I wasn't going to ever come down from it. No. You wouldn't do it? No. No. I would do heroin before I do meth. I would not do heroin. If I was dying, I'd probably be like, let me die real smooth. Like, one of my musical, he- musical heroes. Okay, actually. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe I would. But no, I wouldn't do any. Uh, okay, like, psychedelics and weed off the table. There's not a single drug I think sounds fun. Uh, I mean, same thing except, Molly. No, well, that's. Is that not a psychedelic? It's kind of. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, except cocaine, which I know not to try because I know I like stuff. And I know when I get into shit, I get into shit. I would be into cocaine how I'm into weed. Which would cost me approximately twelve million dollars a minute, and then also my heart would explode. Problems, yeah, yeah. Um, so I couldn't do that. But I came up with an invention today. I was <laughs> my client and I were talking about meth because she's not from Lawton. She was like, "So is Lawton like this all the fucking time?" I was like, "What do you mean?" She was like, "It's just like scary." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine." Uh, but I was joking and I said, "Like, man, these motherfuckers just got meth vape pins and shit." And I was like, dope idea. Genius idea. <laughs> meth but, okay, so I don't know for sure how most people that smoke meth smoke meth, but I'm under the impression it's pipe, you roll it or whatever, mm-hmm. and you do it like once, maybe twice a day, once you get habitual with it. Because like I don't know how long the effects last, but uh, long. <laughs> it's practically just a smoke from like a little crystal burning. And that's why yeah. their teeth are always fucked up because they're doing it from a glass pipe and the, mm. the pipe gets so fucking hot, but they're high and they don't notice. The pipe is melting their teeth. That's why their teeth are all fucked up. I figure the smoke and the lack of food and lack of brushing your teeth have something to do with it too, though, right? I mean, yeah, that, that's okay. obviously. I was like, I feel like the heat's probably a factor, but I feel like maybe the heat plus that smoke, whatever, it sounds really harsh. It's like fucking batteries and shit. Mm-hmm. The point is, uh, I think most meth users don't use meth every 10 minutes. But if you have a pen in your pocket, like let's say I could take like this vape pen that lasts me a couple world. weeks. But I could make that into like the same potency with and don't don't do this. This was just a joke, by the way. If somebody out there is going to be like, Andrew told me to do it. Shut the fuck up. I did not. Um, But if somebody were to make a meth pen and meth heads were like functioning, especially if it didn't get hot and fuck up their teeth, if there's just a way to like liquefy that. Well, actually, meth is liquid before it's crystallized. So 
liquid meth in a thing and they just take a couple hits every 10 minutes, they'd be productive, probably not lose their teeth, whatever. But I feel like they would get carried away as fuck and every TV in town would be disassembled. Fucking weed eaters would be like spaceships. Like, have you ever been around somebody on meth and seen the shit that they take apart? No, I haven't it's seen weird. them take apart anything. Oh, they take apart everything. They love taking shit apart. And they put it back together. They're like a fucking six-year-old engineer. So give a mechanic a fucking shit ton of meth. Your car will be done in 15 minutes. So New transmission. Most, uh, I don't think it'd be fair to say most. A lot of mechanics are on meth. Like, a lot, lot. Like, it's a big... Uh, meth is really common in the oil field, in the automotive industry, in, like, the lower level. Like, the guy that repairs your muffler, not, like, the guy guy. Not the real mechanic. Like, uh-huh. the sketchy... <laughs> the tire shop guy or whatever. Um... And then probably in trailer parks, I would assume. But I tattooed a lady recently that is, according to her, um, was at one point laundering multiple millions of dollars per year. And according to her arrest record is not full of shit. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. Um, but she said that like the all the meth that they get they weren't manufacturing it. They were just – because she also sold meth. Sorry. Uh, they were getting it from Mexico and this aligns with one of my clients that's a cop that he investigates meth trafficking. Um, they bring in liquids from Mexico and they put in these drying houses where they put it on like a tray and they buy a shitload of fans. And the cop I tattooed, he was like, dude, they fucking – they'll buy like a – or not buy like a rent, like a, you know, five dollars $600,000 house, like a big nice house in a nice neighborhood – They'll rent two of them in two different neighborhoods on opposite sides of town. And then the only way we ever catch them is by like receipts for fans because they'll go buy. You can't buy that many fans one at a time. Like it just it would take too long for their operation. So they'll send in like they'll need like 100 fans apparently. Like it's a lot. So Mm -hmm. they'll go. You go buy 20 fans at one Walmart while I buy 20 fans at another Walmart. And they just see when there was a surge around town of fans being bought. And then they, they look at how many people bought – like they go try to figure out who bought fans, but it's always paid with cash. So then they see who it was that bought them and it's never an American citizen that has a driver's license and is like easy to fucking you know look at the picture. It's like always somebody that's either like not legally here or they're really good at kind of half-ass disguising their – like he said, it's almost impossible to fucking catch them. And then the other way they do it is once they think they know they're at a house, they monitor the house for a while – and he was like, dude, they're so fucking good though. So they'll leave the house every day at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 7.30 or they'll pick a time like they're going to work five days a week. They take the weekends off so it looks like a regular fucking job. And then they might randomly leave the house on the weekend and like the middle of the day, but it's never the same time. They have all these things patterned out like a motherfucker on a schedule that is put together probably by somebody higher up. And like let's say I leave the house at 8 a.m. every day. You're like, okay, well, how the fuck are they working then? I leave at 8 with a person tucked in the back seat of my car and I don't break any laws. I use my blinkers. I don't no reason to get pulled over. And then I switch that person and I stay gone all day. And then I bring them there and I work my shift and it's their day off. And they have this whole thing where they like rotate people in one car leaves at the same time every day, comes back about the same time every day, but sometimes will come back later. Um, but they always like the idea is they leave at the same time, but they want to look like it could be a person with a personal life. So they might come back at seven when normally they come back at five, like they went out for drinks or something. They might come back at midnight, but nine times out of 10, it's clockwork. Is what it, and I was like, holy shit, all to dry meth. 
So Breaking Bad is fucking real. Like when yeah. they, they had the uh, what, what was oh, that the, episode where they where had they the, gas the houses, the exterminator. Oh, that was quote, genius. Unquote, exterminator yeah. house. I'm like, damn, it's fucking. Smart. Yeah, no, they actually did it while they were doing the uh, while they were doing the bug bombs and shit because mm-hmm. they had they they are the house is under a tent and it's actually being gassed, and then they. Um, no, since I've seen it, but it, oh, at no, the I think they the gassed it really fast. But I remember they had to wear their suits and have like I feel like they had all this equipment they moved in, and maybe they like they sealed off a room. But now that I'm thinking about, it, I think they gassed the house after they get done. Like so, they put the house up. They say it's going to take three days. They cook meth for one day, and then they remove all the equipment in boxes that make sense, and then. Um, yeah, because they went to the music store. They went to like Guitar Center to buy boxes to mm-hmm. roll all the equipment in, like it was a like it's a stage production. And they, I mean, the neighbors don't know what the fuck you're rolling in, and, but they actually were doing the work. Like they were actually gassing the houses, which genius. Um, I wish it wasn't math. I wish that's just how they manufactured something cooler. Well, why would you ever have to manufacture something like in secret? Um, cocaine, ecstasy. Okay, so LSD. there's like a, a rating, like a scale for like All right. which drugs are the coolest. Let's let's rate drugs by how much we think they're harmful to society and like what the legality should be. Uh, like, let's give it like an like an overall like A tier, B tier, C tier. Like a, it's a good tier like list. Like a category? I was going to say 1 to 10. Oh, that, that, that works too. Do you, I mean, because then we'll only have like three categories or f- we'll have 26 by the time this is done. <laughs> Name a drug. I'll say 10 is the worst, most harmful shit. I do think we should make sure it is highly regulated and try to keep it out of the hands of as many people as we can while still not saying it should be illegal because I, I think it's pointless to arrest people for drugs. Um, all right. Let's start with uh, MDMA. Molly? MDMA? Mm-hmm. Well, it's very – it's got a lot of positives to it. And when when it's pure, it's I don't think it's actually that bad for you if you don't use it constantly. So I would put it like a 3 Three, I, I, heroin. Nine. <laughs> Damn, that's some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Why is it nine? Uh, because people fucking overdose. I, if I understand, I don't know if I understand heroin correctly, but I think the goal is to get as close to dying as possible, right? That's like yes. what makes it fun. That's the problem. The other problem is people lacing it with fentanyl. But again, if, if drugs were regulated. Instead of, and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of government reaching into shit, but in this case, I mean, weed's working out fine. I mean, how do you think it's going to look if the government is regulating shit like fucking heroin and people are just overdosing from doing too much of it? They, like, won't, they won't let you do that. I mean, you, it'd be harder, but how do you think it looks when people overdose on pills every day and the government regulates them? That, well, the pills you can at least pass off as like being medically heroin prescribed. Heroin doesn't it's have opium. like a, Yeah, yeah. But it started that, out as medicine. <laughs> Really? Yes, opium. I, that's fucking be, that's beyond fucking, me. Never mind. Fuck me. Shit. I'm wrong. Um, let's debate it. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> it doesn't have a good medical purpose. There's there's things that are better for its medical purposes now, for sure. So there there's painkillers that are probably less dangerous than heroin when used correctly, and you don't shoot them up, which is a huge factor. Uh, so you're less likely to share diseases with people. But at the end of the day, really, like most drugs, I think meth's the only one I know that wasn't originally a medicine. Like uh, cocaine, it's still a medicine. It's still medically used in the United States right now. Like fucking wild. Do you know um, who manufactures all the cocaine for the whole country? All the medical cocaine? Coca-Cola. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, um, MDMA. They're doing fucking therapies, helping PTSD people with that. Like PTSD uh, patients are showing really good results. Um, name another drug though. Sorry. 
Wait, I, really quick, I was going to chime in on that. Yeah. Uh, about my, my point originally was, like, pills. It, like, whenever you think of pills, the first thing you think is, like, okay, someone's sick or has nope, some sort of problem. Not me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, well, that's the average person, to, yeah, not yeah. someone with fucking big brain knows <laughs> everything. Um, uh, anyways, whenever you think of pills, you think, okay, that's been prescribed to someone. They have right. a problem. A doctor said this will help you. But whenever you think of heroin, you're just like, oh, shit. This boy likes getting <laughs> fucked up. Right. So what's it going to look like to the rest of the world whenever Americans that's, have... That's me uh, trying to not have four-hour podcasts anymore. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> when, they, when they have Americans just shooting up fucking heroin and overdosing, and the government is not stopping it, but they're just regulating it, saying like... Um, I don't think it'd be a good look, but what's your opinion of Sweden right now? Like, how do, you, do they look like a shitty country? Not too bad. You know they have shoot-up stations, right? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, they have, like, facilities where you can go do drugs with medical supervision. They don't provide the drugs, but they do provide clean needles. They provide – I believe they provide testing of some sort, like to like mm-hmm. uh, HIV, Hep C type stuff. Not positive about that. But I think they provide clean needles, medical assistance, and they have, like, little booths that are basically from what I can – I'm imagining, like a little phone booth that mm-hmm. you go into, you fucking smack it up, shoot up, and sh- you go to work. Like, yeah. pass out. <laughs> well, no, like, that's the thing. Like, the way we see heroin is, like, the – do you know anybody that does heroin? Because I don't. Uh, I, I've had family. Okay. I was going to say, my experience with heroin is very, very slim. Like, I know one guy, he said he did heroin while he was working. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought you passed out. And apparently that's not the only way people – some people do heroin the way I use my weed pin versus the way I use edibles. Mm-hmm. Like, so in moderation – I, I still think heroin's a fucking terrible idea, but I'm saying, like, I don't think we should be concerned about how we look to other countries. I think we should be worried about humanity in general across the whole world, but especially in our country. So if I was, like, regulating shit here, I would legalize drugs. I would say all drugs are legal, but we're going to regulate the fuck out of them. I mean, when you're worried about how you look, though, uh, it's going to, like, you know how brands say competition is good for business? You mm-hmm. know, it's going to... It's going to urge you to, to do better. Yeah. If we have that, that competition to run at the same level of other countries who are also doing yeah. well, it should urge us to do better. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying it's the case because we, we still have, like, shitty-ass countries not following basic fucking right. human rights laws. Well, we're also, like, we're – I think as a country we're narcissistic, though. I oh, think very. as a country we think automatically – I think we're the douchebag that fucking we're goes the to the golf course. Chad that, of the like, world. Yeah, we're Chad. Our dad bought us a Maserati. We go to the golf course and we go, oh, we're the fucking best. We're whatever our last name is. We're fucking Hendersons. Fucking Hendersons are the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we've just preached that too much. And I'm not saying, like, I don't think the U.S. is a shitty place to live at all. I think it's great. But they're shitty. There's, there's places that are better in a lot of ways. And there's definitely way shittier places than, like, we're like, top couple countries as far as livability yeah it's toxic patriotism i believe yeah uh, because <laughs> other countries it's more about representing your nation and right. being a whole so if someone in your country fucks up or one of your representative fucks up everybody fucked up in the government it wasn't just Repu- republicans or democrats or right like we have it here uh but we're really big on individualism so you're just always uh, as an american or well, a lot of americans have this this whole mentality of like trying to stand out and be the main character of their own story. Yeah. And, like, even if it's standing for the dumbest shit, like wanting to bring a fucking AR-15 to school. <laughs> or wanting to bring an AR-15 to a pizza shop. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, I, yeah, I agree. I think we have a fucking weird thing where people get – okay, I say this too much. But in general, if you took away teams, if you took away me versus you, mm-hmm. 
and and not I'm not saying like I've heard people say like Team America or Team Team, America. team World <laughs> or Team whatever. Like no, like we're not against each other. Like the whole like okay, the biggest problem with the Black Lives Matter and the people freaking out thing is there's people saying blue lives matter and all lives matter that are three it's three teams it's categories like you can't say blue lives matter meaning i think cops matter and i think cops are humans that should not be killed for no reason but also as humans there's a lot of them that are bad same with black people same with all people so like you take one of those categories out and you focus on it and then like because i think that i know some cops that are good People, if I say that, some people are going to misconstrue that as I hate black people. It's back to that individualism. Yes, they just think they're like the most important thing right now. But yeah. like, yeah, blue lives do matter. Wait, uh, I am the most important thing, and also there are no blue lives. What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, okay, like, Avatar. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, white lives do matter. Blue lives do matter. But right now, what black lives Asians? are the one. What about Asians, dog? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what the fuck's happening. That's a <laughs> prime example. Thank you. Specifically, Vietnamese. Suspe- specifically South Vietnamese. Do do they matter? Southeastern. Southeastern Vietnamese. Vietnamese Americans that are transgender under five feet two. Uh, see, like, do they matter? When you funnel it down. You're you, saying they don't matter. It helps push your agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's You're totally right. Um, can we get back to the drugs thing? That was... Oh yeah. Drugs is um, fun. Okay, so we did heroin. We did MDMA. We did not do heroin. I mean, we we, we raided. You're we in raided. the military, and I have children. My kids will hear this yeah. one day. I don't want them to be like, "Dad was smacking it." Fucking. I'm work. a good noodle. I signed a contract. I'm gonna follow it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Actually, so one of my favorite things I've heard anybody in the military say is he was like, "So I can't smoke weed because I'm in the army," and I was like, "Good that you said that." But you do realize like a lot of people in the army do smoke weed and all that happens is you get kicked out and then you're a criminal, right? And I was joking and he was like, yeah, but like as a person that I'm an officer and sometimes I have to remove remove people from their position due to a failed drug test. So I can't do drugs because it would ethically it would just make me feel like shit. And I was like, damn, I like that. Like he, he can't smoke weed not because he never gets drug tested. He's like, I've never been. He said since he fucking hit whatever rank he's at, he hasn't been drug tested in like five years. He's like, I wouldn't worry about it, and I would love to smoke weed, but if I did, then I would feel like shit every time I kick somebody out, and I kick somebody out like once a month. I don't really care about the ethics. It's just that, like, I don't lie. I try to hold myself to that. That's a ethical thing. You know, you're absolutely <laughs> fucking right. My brain is fried. <laughs> I mean, not not in a weed way, but like because he's on heroin. Yeah, because I'm on fucking heroin. Uh, no, I just don't like lying. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't really care about the whole like morality behind it. It's just like it's something I hold myself to it. Right, but that's like okay. So you're saying morality, like you're associating it with maybe religion or something. But that I'm is backed a, into a corner right no, here with how I'm, I'm, I'm helping you. That. No, it's a good thing. You are. It is a moral and ethical thing you're doing, and it's a good thing, and you're a good person. It's okay to admit that you're not a piece of shit, and also it's okay to say sometimes lying is necessary, and people can fucking lie. Yeah. Like I've I've pro- I've been really proud of myself to make it to like. 20 something with like I can name the times I've lied still but now it's like three because I have a podcast and I have to protect people's identities (laughs) and other shit and like there's like there was one episode as soon as I said it, I was like fuck like I don't know how to what (laughs) shit all right I think I have to lie now and and like to lie to protect somebody or to lie to help thing to for for the betterment of whatever the situation is isn't always bad, but the goal I think should be to try not to lie as much as you can and to be, you know, I'm almost 30. Do what's and right. I think I've lied 
four times in my adult life. Or no, no, when I say adult life, I mean like in my, I can remember making decisions like post 12. I think I lied four times. Um, but I could have said two, two years ago. <laughs> so I don't like it. I don't like my, my odds right now. So I'm trying to like focus the podcast on different. I'm learning how to stay away from those subjects where I have to lie. Um, cause they're very rare. And then if I say like, if I had to explain why I had to lie, then it, that's the problem too. But that's one thing with kids. Like if you ever have kids, like I, t- I'm really serious about lying. I'm like, don't lie to me. But at some point if they're like, okay, so my friend was about to get arrested and I, I have my card. He doesn't have his card. So I told oh, him it was yeah. mine. Fucking lie. Yeah. I'm going to be like, dude, like you did the right thing. Like, cause you shouldn't, your friend shouldn't get arrested for weed or whatever. I don't think that would be an example of something that's going to happen 15 years from now because weed will probably be federally legal. But the point is like, I would be proud of my kid for lying to protect somebody in a way that didn't do any harm at all. But usually the problem with a lie is you go down this fucking rabbit hole, bad one where you got to keep a story up. Yeah, yeah, dude. I have clients that still bullshit me on some shit because they bullshitted me three years ago. And I'm like, I know you're full of shit, dude. And they're like, no, because like, okay, so I know I said that, but what I meant was, and I'm like, you're still working on a lie from the day I met you three years ago. Don't do that. Like, I'm cool with you fucking one time. Maybe you jacked off on an ice cube and your dad ate it. I don't fucking know. That's Fuck <laughs> the drugs. Drugs? Yeah. What's the next one we can rate? So we uh, did, did we do Molly? That was did, three. We did Molly. We did heroin. It was nine. Meth, nine. I'm going to let you rate the next one. Cocaine. Uh, rate it. Four. Four? I was going to say like five. Yeah, four or five. Cocaine is... Uh, Financially, it's an issue. I Bring would... that mic closer to your face. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're good. Uh, cocaine's a four because, when, of course, whenever I'm out of the military, uh, I would totally try it. But I understand that uh, people who do have addictive personalities can just absolutely get fucked up on it quickly. <laughs> and it can just ruin your life. Right. But also, like health health risk wise i'm not saying it's good for you but i think moderately using cocaine would probably be a whole hell of a lot safer than a lot of other drugs like using cocaine here and there and smoking cigarettes here and there like cocaine's probably like healthier healthier if you don't definitely using cocaine here and there or smoking cigarettes daily definitely cocaine's better yeah like if it was like you're gonna do cocaine every three months you just when you do your quarterly taxes, you just do a line. Yeah, if but, that's your thing. but at the same time, <laughs> that's the uh, coolest way to do it. I'm if you have my taxes, bro, if you have like heart problems or an addic- addictive personality, and you're going through those withdrawals every fucking yeah. time you do it, then obviously cocaine's no bueno. So do you like, think? Do you think people get withdrawals if they just do it every three months though? Um, like, I mean, they can if like you're thinking about it that much. It can become cool. more of a mental thing, right? And then it can just, you know, kind of push towards the other parts of your body where you start having headaches, migraines, and all that jazz. I think that's 98% in your head though. I think like addictive personality, I think part of it's your wiring and part of it's mental, but like being addicted to something that you haven't habitually used for an extended amount of time just seems like that just means you liked it a lot. I think I have a curveball for you. Okay. Rate this one. Caffeine. Mm, I would put it uh, probably like a two, like right under Molly. I would put it like, I would definitely say, but you can get strung out on it, and it can be yeah, horrible no, for yeah. your health. Yeah, so I would actually, actually, I would say probably three, right with Molly. Yeah, because like I've seen people really fucking go hard with like Red Bulls and shit, and get to the point where they can't sleep, but they also can't function without Red Bulls. So you're telling me I can like mix in like some some MDMA with my my coffee, and it'll be at the same well, level? No, I think what what I'm saying <laughs> is I think if you if you took okay if you use caffeine correctly. 
then it does no real damage to you mm-hmm. or very little. If you use Molly correctly, you wouldn't be okay. You could use caffeine every day and it wouldn't be a problem. You just a little bit. I personally drink a lot of coffee. Scaling so, it. Yeah, but when you do that with Molly, that would mean you do it once a month because your body needs time to rebuild. So if you treated it the same way for what it is, not treat it the same way as if they're the same thing, mm-hmm. I think you could use them both with little to no damage. Um, but I'm putting weed at a one. Oh, like yeah. I would say like weed versus caffeine. If And this sounds fucked up because like my kids drink Dr. Pepper sometimes and I don't like it, but it's like, dude, if, if you're like – over the top about that shit and you're like no no soda ever they're just gonna go to their friend's house and drink soda and then they're gonna hide it and they're getting in the habit of hiding sugary foods and things that are bad for them rather than being conscious of what they're drinking so i would rather my daughter drink a dr pepper than my daughter have a habit of hiding anything from me especially foods because like i've so i lived with a person that was very overweight at one point and this motherfucker would go to the fridge five six times a day and sneak shit in his pocket like he would hide it because he knew he was overeating and it was like that habit of hiding it is that weird thing. And that's part of the problem when you're overeating. Mm-hmm. So I would rather her have Dr. Pepper at dinner three or four times a week. Like when we go – like if we go to a restaurant, if she's been good all day, I'm like, yeah, have a Dr. Pepper. No problem. And then my son usually he'll get like a tea. My daughter – my youngest daughter always gets water anyway. She's fucking awesome. But the point is they mostly drink water. And I still am like, okay, caffeine, I'm not as worried about as sugar – but the combination of caffeine and sugar stressed me the fuck out. Like, I know I grew up on sugar and it was bad. And I know it's still bad. And I know it's, like, almost impossible to get off of it. But I don't know, like, if when you were a kid, if you if you weren't allowed, to, were you allowed to drink soda? Oh, yeah. I had, like, fucking Diet Mountain Dew, like, two or three. I'm talking every fucking day. It was right. horrible for me. And then uh, one day my dad, like, read, read something on it. And it was like, hey, this is actually fucked up. And, like, he looked into it and was like, yeah, this is horrible for you. We just stopped, like, cold turkey. See, that's, like, I love the idea of that, but how old were you when that happened? Like, uh, I, I drank them from, like, when I was, like, five all the way up to, like, I was, like, 12. Okay. So you're old enough to really, like, I think what's going to happen, hopefully, with my oldest daughter is I think she'll have a Dr. Pepper at dinner sometimes, couple a week, whatever it is, and then eventually she'll go, okay, this is the absolute maximum I can have. I need to start reducing it. That's what I'm hoping for. But I don't know. I, she might turn 18 and be like, I can do whatever the fuck I want yeah, now and so buy like a 24 that's, pack. What's, that's one of the things I'm really scared of if I have a kid is because like I'm super about free will and being your own person and practically uh, living by your own rules, mm-hmm. obviously within basic uh, morality standards. No murder. But at the same time, like I want to encourage whatever uh, I raise to be a good and healthy person and right. say a wonderful so example. So just do good and healthy things around them and then explain. Like what I do with the food thing, I just explain everything. Like I just go, this is my understanding of it. Like sugar, yeah, I eat and drink sugar sometimes, uh, probably too much. Um, it's kind of just in everything, so it's hard to avoid in the United States. But if you wanted to really, really be healthy, the best thing to do would be have no sugar unless it came from fruit. But if you just have like a cheesecake once a month and you, it's not a big deal. It's, you know, it's, and you, if you enjoy it, if you have it every day, you won't enjoy it anymore anyway. So we'll go over the, we'll have those discussions. And I think they understand the health benefits and the health risk with a lot of things. But I guess my point is like caffeine's a fucking drug drug. It's, it's a, it's a legitimate drug and it's harsher than weed. And if you, and I would never like tell my, like weed does affect the way your brain develops. So does sugar, but weed will affect the way your brain develops. Or can 
theoretically, and your brain's not developed till you're like 25, again, is what I'm told. So like if, I don't know, if I had like a 14-year-old that was like, hey, man, I want to smoke some weed, I'd be like, okay, here's what we'll do. On your 25th birthday, you can smoke as much weed as you want with me. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll fucking see if we can meet Chicken Chong. But until then, I'd rather you not. But if you're going to ignore my advice and do it anyway, let's wait a couple years and then and then we'll talk about it again and like try to slow them down. But the thing is, like, if you just fucking go straight for no, most kids' reaction is fucking sneaking it, hiding it, getting away with it anyway. I mean, everybody that I hung out with when I was a kid, I'm the only person that I know. Unless my dad's never drank because we haven't really talked about it. I think I'm the only person that I know that has never drank alcohol with the exception of uh, NyQuil. Like I just don't – I know people that don't drink much alcohol. And I mean I know a guy that's it. never gambled. He's never bought a scratch off. He's never been to the casino. I mean he's been in casinos, but he's never gambled at all. Not even a dollar. Not even like, hey, I'll bet you a dollar. Nothing. And it's was, really cool to like yeah, hold yourself up It's cool too. to be able to say you can do that. But I had a problem with that though. I went so long trying to be the sober guy that I didn't smoke weed. And not smoking weed almost ruined my life. So, um. <laughs> I think when, like, if I have kids, uh, when they're like 18, maybe 17, let's say 18. Yo, fam. I think, I'm, 18, I think I'm going to smoke pot with my kids. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think it would be cool if you could and if they understood. And I think if you were, if you were cool with it and they saw how, like, okay, if my kids, like, I don't smoke weed around them, they know I smoke weed though. Um, they've probably seen me hit the vape pin like once or twice, like when I thought I was being sneaky and I wasn't, but, um, they, they like, know we have like a special cabinet that they are not allowed to get into. That's all locked up. That's like got grown up candy. That's that fucking, like, that's that, it's really loud in there. Like, yeah, it's loud, loud. That's that <laughs> loud cabinet. The point that, that cabinet's so loud. It could be on Wayfair for 20 cheese. <laughs> so no, there's no kids in the, in the, in that closet. It's fucking uh, horrible to say. <laughs> well, no, it. people think the Wayfair thing was real. It, like, oh, it wasn't? No, no, I'm pretty sure it was not real. I think they fucked up on their website. I don't think anything serious. Like, I don't, really don't think it's real. I mean, the listings got like taken down like yeah. immediately and they didn't make a statement. No, they did. Oh, they, they did? Yeah, they said like there was, first off, those were some high, high quality industrial uh, cabinets and uh, they do cost more than regular cabinets. And secondly, there was an accident and there was like a, I think there was like an added zero or something. So like, let's say they were- uh, 20,000, they're supposed to be two grand. Well, yeah, let's say they were supposed to be, yeah, two, yeah, 20,000. Not dropping grand. fucking two bands on the cabinet, you're lying. That's what I'm saying. No, like, but there are, there's fucking cabinets that are fucking $2,500 at least. The point is, I don't think that was real. I haven't researched it much, but I think that was some bullshit. I do think there's a lot of weird, crazy child trafficking shit happening. I just don't think that was one of them. And I think the problem is if we attack fucking Wayfair, which I have, uh, I have some Wayfair stock, so hopefully... Hopefully that shit goes up. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, if we attack Wayfair directly, and I'm not saying this to try to affect my stock price with the one person listening <laughs> to this shit, but, like, if – I don't know. I think if we go after a company and, and assume they're doing that without letting them be tried and investigated, it's kind of fucked up. I mean, a company is better than a person, but, like – Man, people get accused of something and they're automatically like Justin Bieber. I doubt he's a fucking rapist. I don't know. He just oh, he had all the receipts. I looked into that. Oh, okay, I didn't. But he I'm, had every like, he, he had proved receipts that bitch wrong. for what? Like uh, receipts is like slang for like all the evidence supporting oh, his innocence. I you were even like he bought a fucking lady or something. I mean, I technically, like, he did have receipts. He had uh, hotel like bookings mm-hmm. of that night, and like nothing fucking matched up of where he was when he like signed in. Right? How he could have been there to be with that girl, like. 
Like, right. It was all this shit that just lined up. Like he like completely fucking supported himself. It was wild. Right. So the point is like, had he not had that evidence, which I don't think most of us just he keep would have evidence, lost a lot of money. He would at least lose a lot of money. He could have been banished as a musician and considered a terrible person and a mm-hmm. rapist. Which I wouldn't give a fuck about the money. Or I mean, I would, but the money and and his career are not what concerned me. It's him being labeled a rapist forever. Like I think one of the worst things that can happen to a adult male is to be accused of a, any type of fucking sex crime they didn't commit, especially if they're found guilty of it. Like uh-huh. that could like being falsely accused of a fucking sex crime is terrible. That happens a lot in the music industry after like uh, guys There's get big. There's a lot big. of money. <laughs> yeah, after guys get big, a lot of uh, women will start like accusing him of shit they didn't do. Like not too long ago, Lil Tracy, uh, an artist I follow, he was falsely accused of rape. He lost a lot of followers. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people he'd previously worked out started tweeting about him and then like Turns out that the girl was lying and the, the dude, her witnesses that she had never met before that night, a fucking sex tape came out of them like previously like doing that. And yeah. they already had like a diss track made and everything like to try to just build clout off of right. uh, off of this one dude. So he took a hit for that for literally nothing he did wrong. Right. But now there's enough proof that he's at least like his whole life's not over. But like if anyone took the time to look into it, there's some people who are just too ignorant and still think he did it. Right. Well, um, OK. An example of something where, like, I think we should probably focus more. Epstein mm. and and uh, it's Jelaine. G- I thought it was Ghislaine. I don't Ghislaine. know. How it's I think oh, it's Ghislaine. Ghislaine. I think it's Ghislaine. Anyway, Prince Andrew. What Prince Andrew? I hate that he's got my fucking first name, but that's the Bible's fault, dog. Anyway. Uh, I got a double Bible name. No, Bible is Andrew. My middle name, I'm not going to tell you on air because I like to keep it mildly secretive. But uh, Andrew, another Bible word, Patterson. Um, The point is that that bitch is going to be the greatest witness of all time. Mm -hmm. And I I think just that alone will have enough evidence to bust so many fucking people that we didn't even know – like. I think that shit's going to get so fucking wild that they stop reporting on it because it's too much for people to handle. Because, like, like, even Elon Musk has photos with her, which is fucking crazy. Don't ruin Elon for me. I know. I'm not saying he's, like, involved in it. That's the other thing, though. Okay, so let's say Elon Musk takes a photo with two famous people. One's a rich financier or whatever dude that everybody knows is (laughs) famous. And uh, the other is – well, What's what was her – like, what made her – famous why like why would people take a picture with her what was she uh because she was rich but how like just because her dad dad was some kind of operative her sisters designed programs for the cia and the fbi well she was married to oh not married she was uh, a partner with jeffrey epstein a fucking billionaire no one really knew how he got rich but i just know he was and he was hanging out with all these fucking cool ass people like the clintons (laughs) and trump cool ass people like the clintons and trump (laughs) So, okay, don't quote like, me on that. You okay, talk about that, a dude shitting the bed and you say cool-ass people like Trump. They're not cool. And they are and not cool. And the Clintons. Not, like, they have a lot of popularity in the right. scene at the time, especially in the 90s. And fucking Prince Andrew as well, who's denying ever like meeting her. And then fucking a week later, picture well, no, comes he, out where they're he said, uh, he said, well, that's me. I just don't remember it. So that's not denial. Like, I, I listened to part of an interview with Prince Andrew and he said, that I is me that. in the picture. With that lady that apparently is a minor, I can't attest to that. Like, I don't remember the way he said it, but he's like, that is me. I just don't remember being there, which I... I don't I, like that. That's yeah, too I don't fishy. like that. Yeah. That's too fishy. But the thing is, he was nervous as fuck, and you could tell he's a kid fucker. But <laughs> that being said, 
I think the amount of evidence we'll have there might set a new standard for how we look at how we should prosecute people and go, okay, we have stacks of good evidence and we can go through this and prosecute these people. And then we can also like use this information to learn what to look for to find like, okay, before they knew that DNA was a thing, have you ever heard of Matlock? It's a TV show with Andy Griffith back in the – oh, no. my God. They would go, and there was a B-positive blood stain on the pillowcase, and that's fucking murder. You're like, wait, so somebody with my blood type was cut or somehow injured in the process of this crime and left blood at the scene. And because we have the same blood type, I'm going to prison, and that's actually how crimes were solved back mm-hmm. in the day. I th- I hope – the only good thing that could possibly come of like this many fucking crazy things happening. I hope that we learn a new method to investigate and prosecute people that do these fucking things. But the thing with Epstein was fuck crazy. Like, okay, let's say you're Epstein. I'm not going to be Epstein for this. You got to be Epstein. Let's Thanks. say you're, let's say you're Epstein. You're rich as fuck. Nobody knows why. That's not, I mean, that makes you cooler. Like I'm saying, like leave the kid fucking Mystery thing man. Right. You're like a mysterious dude. People are like, no, I think he's just got a lot of good investments. He used to work at a high school, though. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe he's just a really good investor. Maybe he maybe he knows some stock secrets, whatever. That makes him mysterious. He's rich as fuck. He owns islands. He has a plane. He takes people. I think if you told me before the Epstein thing, before I'd ever heard of Epstein, if I was hanging out with a bunch of tattooers and they said, hey, there's this dude that he's got a fucking yacht and he's just like, He's a tattoo artist, we think, or he owns a shop, but we don't really know. But he's like that, you know, the Dosekis guy? He's like yeah. that. And we're just going to go out on his boat. You want to come? I'd be like, let me see what I got going. Yep. <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, for sure. And it's the same thing. So, like, I'm not, and I mean, if Elon Musk is a kid fucker, I'm not naming any weed off to that motherfucker. But it's have to be like some fucking stupid yeah. ass stream, like Barney, <laughs> purple Barney, <laughs> purple Barney bullshit. Baby back bullshit, Barney fucking, what's that guy's name? That <laughs> guy. Uh, my friend who's a fucking drug dealer. He, like, he grows shit. It's fucking horrible. And he, he gives it all sorts of dumbass names. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, a really good one. He had one named after uh, the XXXTentacion guys. Like, he called it, like, Jaws Light or whatever. It was oh, shit. So fucking dumb. But it's it's kind of funny because he's, like, still got this, like, kid mentality. Yeah. But he, it's because he's, he's high. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> Cool ass dude, super good dude. I mean, talk a lot of drug, drug dealers, dealers are yeah. good people. Talk to your local weird. drug dealers; they're all yeah. really good dudes. No one's ever like done shit for me like he has. Like he's a well, not all of them. The ones selling heroin probably aren't good dudes. Okay, the talk ones to your local pot with, dealers. Yeah, weed weed dealers, and maybe the guys that sell psychedelics. They're mm-hmm. like I have a buddy. Shrooms. I have a buddy that sells. Wait, he sells shrooms. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I got some friends for him to meet. I know a lot of people. <laughs> That are like, where the fuck can I get some shrooms? I'm like, I don't know. I'm a tattoo artist. But I can't tell them that because I'm recording this. So I'm just saying, hypothetically, if he were to stand a block away from the shop, people would just walk by that want shrooms. For legal reasons, this entire podcast has been a fictional story. No, I tattoo people that do shrooms a lot. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot of my favorite clients are like, I didn't know until uh, maybe third tattoo. And I'll be like... You seem slightly different than most of my clients. What's your, like, what, what, are you from around here? And they're like, no, I, I trip my balls off, sir. And I'm like, oh, okay. Something just, there's like a thing that happens to people that trip a lot that like they turn into a type of person, but it's a good thing. Um, and then the, and then it's, if it's 
too much, then it's a different type of person. It's a bad thing. But uh, there's a fine line with almost everything. Anyway, long story short, I think 50% of the people that flew out to his island, hung out with him, took pictures with him, took pictures with his fucking partner in crime or whatever, I think about 50% probably were totally innocent, had no fucking idea, and don't even remember being there that well. Or they do, but it's not that big of a deal. Um, they didn't see anything. They didn't know anything. And then by the time they found out, they were like, oh, shit, well, I got like 65 fucking friends or friends mm-hmm. that actually go out there a lot. Like, okay, let's say Elon Musk. I don't think he's friends with Bill Clinton, but let's say he was friends with Bill Clinton. I Man, I think that's part of the thing. I think they go, well, shit, if whatever's happening out there, if Clinton's out there, I don't want to fuck with it because like – so I think there's like a weird accidental or maybe intentional like silencing of people where they're like, uh, so if I do say something. They don't want to get in legal trouble. Right. I can't fucking, you can't say I think Bill Clinton might be out there fucking kids, especially while he's president. But I think while he was president, he was probably flying out to the fucking Virgin Islands and taking some virginities. Oh, yeah, Bill Clinton and for sure was. Do you think that he did the, the reason he bought an island in the Virgin Islands and not like Puerto Rico or something was literally just for, for the, the word virgin? Pun. Um, I, I like. I think a guy that eccentric might actually do that. I know that sounds silly. I mean, from uh, the a lot of the interviews I had seen from the documentaries, I haven't, I haven't finished the series yet. I only got through a few episodes. Oh, it's sad. But that that does like totally fucking seem like something he would do, just like to almost like to live up to this uh, this fictional character. Right. He's he's built himself up to be this mysterious man who just fucking gets young girls whenever he wants and has all these connections that he can uh, take advantage of at a drop of a dime. Yeah. Like, so I've, this has already been said a lot on this podcast, so I'm sorry to anybody, all three people. Uh, do you think that he was like originally actually into that or found it to be a way to control people first and then just joined in? I mean, when you have that much money and that much power, you can have anything in the I world. think you, he like, got you, that much money because he found out one person fucked a kid. Like you want parties, here's your parties. You want you want drugs, here's your yeah. drugs. You want cars and all this, and like it starts getting so exciting where you need to go outside of those normal barriers where you can't just get it so easily. You need to set up this entire ring to get oh. that little that little kick. Uh, that's what I'm assuming it yeah. is. No, that makes sense. Like just like like uh, okay, the guy that cheats on his wife a lot when that's not exciting. Now he's got to cheat on his wife with her sister. And then eventually something's got to be a law. And then mm-hmm. eventually he's got to get like a side hoe with a family and get them pregnant and have two lives. And then eventually he's got to have two of them. Have you heard of it? Like there's people that do that shit. They'll have like two full-blown families. I'm like, bitch, I can't even fucking handle one. Okay, how that's the fuck rush. you got a whole side family? Like I see how people could work out a side hoe, especially if you're not quick. You just swing by, you know, pop it out. I just can't figure out how people like – pull off the like second house in a state over i mean if you scale that down i'm sure like like we all know somebody like that at some point like i, I used to know a guy at red lobster who had like a whole ass girlfriend like he was gonna, gonna marry absolute fucking in love with and then like whenever he came to work he had his little he had his little work girlfriend no it, it was not <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to ask. it was not sorry. him <laughs> okay. um, uh if he's listening he knows who he is what's up boy <laughs> I, had, I, I had a co-worker that is now a police officer uh, that actually when I was tattooing the police officer the other day, I was like, hey, tell oh, what's his face? I still remember his phones. <laughs> this motherfucker had a drawer full of phones. He had an identity to go with each My phone. My hero. Dude, no. <laughs> it was so much. The thing was, I was like, all right, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But this is too much work. And if you were just being a hoe, 
Only two of the girls in this drawer would care. And one of them is your fiance. And the other is the one girl that thinks that you're actually in a relationship with her because you stay the night sometime. I don't know how the fuck you do that. The rest of them, you could still fuck them. And he's like, I know. I was like, why don't you just do that? And he's like, because it's not about that, man. It's about like I have a relationship. It's I really the chase. He no. He's he was like, I love my fiance. I'm really serious about her. And then I really like, I really care about this one girl. And then these other hoes, I just want to fuck them. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Like it was the weirdest shit I'd ever heard somebody say. He had, if I had to take a real guess, I'd say like five phones. But that's a lot of identities to it's keep track still of. Way too many to keep up with. So like he'd be like. Today, his name's this. He's texting people. He's like, I mean, I guess you don't have to remember your name the whole fucking time. But you got to, like, if somebody sees you and says your real name, if you're like, let's say you went to Chili's and somebody's like, hey, Chris, what's up? You can't answer to it. You got to remember not to answer to it unless you're on a date with the right person that knows your real name. It sounds complex. And then also, how many phone bills? Oh, yeah, that's all. No, he told me he had, like, an identity for each one. He might have meant, like, a... Like maybe he used the same first name, but like I work here because he only one knew where he worked. Obviously, that's a good choice because you don't want somebody stopping by with edible arrangements while you're like, you don't want two at the same time to show up. That'd be fucking crazy. Make them fight. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's fucking crazy. He was like, yeah, I know. And that's it. Uh, anyway, it's, we've ran long enough that I need to kill this thing soon. So you got anything else you want to throw out there and, you know. Um. Follow, I'll say follow your dreams. Uh, follow your be dream. nice to someone today. No, they're not gonna do that. You can I've, do it. I've met my listeners. If I if I could do it, you could do it. I used to be real shitty, but yeah, be nice to someone. Call your mom, tell her you love her. You never know. Oh, dude. So on that note, I did a thing I thought was a great idea. Uh my kids my kids and I made a podcast for Mother's Day. That's like it's just I hope not many people listen to it because it was really just for my wife and my mm-hmm. mom. So we made it and had like a little list of stuff we talked about and my kids like just in their own words, whatever they're like, why their mom's cool. I mean, one of them was like, because she's pretty and nice, you know, like what I like. <laughs> it wasn't like that big of a deal, but they're kids. Um, but I realized it kind of forced me to like doing that, acknowledging my mom forced me to go over like the best things about her and like things that wouldn't be possible without the way that she raised me. And like, obviously no parents perfect, but there was um, – just the one thing that was like my my kids had to ask me the same questions back. And one of them was like, what was the biggest thing that, that your mom did that you'll do when you have kids or something like that? And I was like, dude, my mom legitimately let us fucking fly our freak flags like a motherfucker. Like she supported our <laughs> weirdness. And like I really don't think I would be able to do all this shit and function the way I do knowing how weird I am without being accepted as the weirdo. Like my mom was the only person. My brothers were like, he's weird. But uh, (laughs) my brothers also airbrushed my asshole one time. Anyway, on that note, have a good night, fuckers. (laughs) Be nice to somebody.